back. We are combining two of my most popular episodes to date, which is <laughs> top 10 films with James Haley and the 2023 Oscar special with DJ and James. And DJ cleaned up on that one. Yep. Oh yeah, for makeup, <laughs> costumes, uh, sound. That first set of categories, you you the, you, the academy matched with you. We should say because we weren't doing predictions. I but am the academy. You are the academy. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna do our top ten series. <clears throat> we're just gonna do like round robin style, ten to one, and then uh, we might have some honorable mentions and some stuff like that. But we'll get into it. So. DJ, what is your number 10 spot? My number 10 show, which was highly debated between myself and myself, um, <laughs> was I landed on Severance. Ooh, that's an honorable mention for me. What about you, James? I is have that... not seen it. I have oh, not seen you got to see it. Well, I know. So, so since it's your honorable mention, should we talk about it now? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should talk about it now. And it's on your. Uh, you go first. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Severance is just like an overview of what it is. It's an Apple uh, TV Plus show. Um, I don't know if it was created by Ben Stiller, but Ben Stiller like directed like all the episodes and is a producer on it. Um, but it's kind of like this like sci-fi, um, somewhat of a thriller series, uh, basically about a company called Lumen where all of the employee, well, not all of the employees, but certain employees go through a process called severance where mm -hmm. they can alter their brains so that when they enter work, they, uh, they have no memory of their outside life life. And once they leave work, they have no memory of what happens inside. So it's playing on the trope of the work-life balance and completely splitting them in half and you know it's it's a really interesting show because it's kind of a mystery you don't know oh, really yeah. who's lying to who you don't know what these people you know other than the main character played by adam scott you don't know who the other people are outside of work um other than you know what they think and they and they don't know themselves um so you follow adam scott's character uh his out of work you know mind and then his in work mind and uh it's just it's it's, it's one brilliant. of the most exciting series that i've seen in a really long time it's one of my favorite shows it's one of it's one of my top two favorite shows that is currently on tv like cur or currently on air and um the the other thing just to add on to the synopsis is like the way people in that world are sold on it is sort of like oh if you get this procedure done you you essentially never have to work again in your life because the second you show up to work, work is over and you can go back to your social life, your personal life, et cetera. But what's really interesting about the show is the majority of what you see is people at work. And the mystery is like, well, what's going on outside of these walls? Like what uh, it but it, it's a very short series or season one was very short, but each episode, it's like a whole like they add a whole other layer of mystery onto it. And it just, it just takes you in sort of like these philosophical journeys that uh, you just don't quite expect. Like, it's just, it's just so interesting and refreshing of a show, but yeah, it's, it's not, it was 
a contender, but it's one of my honorable mentions and I can't recommend it enough. I tell everyone to check it out. You know, it really kind of amongst many questions the show asks, uh, one of them that I find so compelling is if you don't remember having done something, did you even do it? You know, like if you if you don't remember it, like if if you don't have the memory of the time you spent working, did you work like what you said, like how you essentially don't have to really work. Mm-hmm. But technically you did because it's your body uh, and it's your mind. You just have no memory of it. So it's 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 and it really it's very well done. It's very well written. It's very well crafted. And I'm very excited for the second season. There's. It, I don't know when it, it's coming out, but it, it, they are currently making it or have already finished filming it. And there's a lot of um, fan theories all all throughout the internet about what's going to happen and and you know who's who's going to do what. And it's it's just it's a really really compelling mystery, and I I really love it. It's my number ten. It sounds uh, kind of matrixy. Yeah, there's a hint of that. Uh, I think what's cool about it, it like- is. It's not, it doesn't feel too much of a copy of anything else. It really feels like kind of, it feels, you know, there, there are things you may have seen before, but it does, it, that's what's so refreshing about it is it feels very unique and kind of, it's kind of indie in a way. Has it affected the way you two feel about going to work? Uh, no, not for me. I am not. Not really, but it is interesting because, uh, I mean, I'm coming up on two years of my current job, but this is my first job where I've ever had like an office job and most of it has been work from home. But now that I'm going into the office, it's really interesting because I'm like, what if I were to go to the office and then immediately I'm just on my way home. I'm like, oh, I just, I worked and I don't even have to experience the work, you know? The the Uh, great thing about the show is not, is not, it's not, I don't think it's about my personal life. It's more this science fiction situation. And like, it just makes you wonder like how you feel about this fictional situation less than mm-hmm. your own life. That's how I feel. That's why, that's why it's so amazing is because it's like, oh, wow. What, what would it be like if this happened? Um, mm. And the ending of the first season is really good. <laughs> I every episode every episode's really good it's like yeah because like i don't feel like there's it's not like i would need it it's not even just like oh it all leads up to some big twist at the end of season one i really feel like it's what makes it so brilliant is each episode you're constantly going like oh my gosh what about yes that introduces a whole new element and the and like it's not like you're waiting for some big payoff. It's like the whole time, it's just constantly like introducing new things you hadn't thought of. It's really, anyways, check it out. It's just let's... one of the most interesting shows I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, right on. Let, let's keep it moving. James, you're number 10. My number 10, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on at least John's top 10. ABC's hit, smash hit, Lost. Not on my list. It's on my honorable mentions. It was it was one of the contenders for that number ten spot with Severance. Uh-huh. It was literally between those two and uh, one other show. So it's on my honorable mentions. Yeah, I guess you so, could say it an uh, honorable mention for me. I have it on my so, list of notes. Anyway, sorry. When this came out, um, I feel like it. I got into it around season three, 
Uh, and then I just binged, I think from Darren John's DVD collection in college, um, the first two seasons. And we just talked about gripping TV shows, like every episode. I just had to watch the next episode um, just to see what was going to happen next. It was so gripping and scary for a tv show i think it was like the first scary tv show i'd ever seen i remember staying up to like 4 a.m and like missing classes um and and like it messing with my sleep um like i and you know it was basically a a a thriller movie spread across multiple uh, episodes and seasons um it was there was a lot of contenders for my number 10 um that I think it's not higher and and maybe could have even been dropped because of the last couple seasons, which kind of <laughs> yep. speaks into how TV was made and how TV is made now. Um, you know, they didn't have a plan for season five because they just had to make sure they got rehired for season two. Um, but God, uh, really <laughs> just crazy stuff and and really interesting characters. And it doesn't fall into the trap of what i call the marvel uh, uh trap where people can die main characters can die yeah. and it will it will um uh, vastly uh, uh change the storyline um just really cool stuff any thoughts from you two gentlemen i would say yeah i mean i feel like loss and i could be wrong about this but it's my first memory of a show that was kind of globally binged you know, uh, it like kind of really introduced the idea of like, oh, you, you if you can, you should watch this show in as little amount of time as possible because you just can't stop watching because you need to know what's going to happen next. Yep. And also what you said about how it's not afraid to, you know, kill off main characters. I also this was my earliest memory of a show that was not afraid to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I remember, you know, I, I'm sure we're probably going to get into spoilers um although this is like season one i remember when they <laughs> killed summerholder's character everyone was like wait what uh -huh. he's a main character what they just killed him you know um and it really kind of set the tone of like anything can happen yeah and 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 going into into spoilers like the it was cool kind of what you said about severance where you you're wondering what happened what what goes on with these people outside of the office um the obviously lost went to a lot into flash for uh flashbacks um to see where all these crazy people all these crazy stories on a people on an airplane which is true of any airplane flight um and how it brought them here and then the, uh, around season five we're like oh my god we're going flash forwards like yeah. we're, we're in the future it, it, it was really cool just to be in different settings and different times well, then um, they started doing flash sideways to like, yeah, that's where it kind of lost me. <laughs> that could have, it could have been a number five for me, but then I was like, oh, these writers are grasping for at anything. What other directions can we flash? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the show, like at the time, was my favorite show ever, it was incredible. Uh, yeah, they lost it as they went on, no pun intended. Um, it should have been three three seasons and it was six because they had such a juggernaut on their hands. Um, actually, it's funny though, because now that I think back to it, I remember one of my issues with the show 
was actually the opposite of what you're saying about people they could kill people off because the thing was if like jack or kate was at risk of dying like the some there was going to be some sort of like deus es machina or whatever there'd be like some sort of divine intervention that always saved them and that yeah, was I mean, one of the things like later on in stars of the show so they're yeah. not going to get rid of it that's well that's it's, what versus... I'm it's not like game of thrones where game of thrones would actually kill off anyone true true and you'll be hearing about them later on my list oh. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert but i will say the the other problem i had with lost was that um it was just like this fascinating play on mythology and science like science fiction mm-hmm. the whole thing with the hatch and the like the other thing about lost was they had all this supplemental material online like they they had um Gosh, what was it? They had all these like artifacts online, like um, you like uh things about um, what's the name of the company? Dharma, the Dharma Initiative. Dharma, yeah. Like they had. Oh all yeah, this- it was it was more. You could do your own stuff in between shows. Yeah, it was between season two and three, I think. And what was amazing, like, like there was a video they had one time where it was it was like a fake leaked video of someone who yeah. snuck into the Dharma initiative and then like it went online and um like all this all the stuff having to do with the Dharma initiative and the mythology of the island like the smoke monster all that kind of stuff that's what sucked me into it and what I think sucked a lot of people into it the biggest problem I had with the show and it's the same fucking thing that the last Jedi did was you get to the end of this whole thing and they say oh you know none of that stuff really matters it's really just about love and who you care about and it's just like no it does matter because that's why we watch the fucking show like we want to know what's on the map we want to know what the smoke monster is we want to know more about like okay what was the dharma initiative doing like we uh, I think where, I know. Where did Walt go? Where did the kid go? <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm pretty right? sure I like I found like there are there are like fan theories that clearly like are seem like seem like legitimate reasons that uh like why the smoke monster was there blah 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 what the Dharma initiative was doing, but the fact that the show itself never went into depth on that and then in the finale when they all go to basically heaven and say like oh that none of that matters i just think that is just such bullshit and like such like such a cop-out it's like it's like here here's a nice little bow on it and and then happily ever ever after it's like or never after like think think of doing that in just like a simple mystery movie and be like hey let me introduce this really mysterious thing you're like oh my gosh you got me hooked what is it doesn't matter like (laughs) so stupid so that's why they're not on my list but they had me going for the first couple seasons cheers to that all right yeah cheers we are all drinking (laughs) in support of dj (laughs) so he can have his martini (laughs) Mm. all right on to me number 10 on my list which i think well, I won't say anything like that. Ah, I'm editing myself as I speak. Number 10 on my list, one of my favorite sh- shows that is currently on TV right now, Succession. It's on my list. Season. It's on DJ's list. So what we're going to be doing is if it's on someone else's list, we'll talk about it later. 
Um, let's move up to number nine. Well, uh, why don't we do? We'll do. We'll do snake draft. Why don't you do number nine then? Okay, number nine on my list is Family Guy. Anybody else? No. Okay. Not on my list. Not on my the list. reason why Family Guy is on my list is as silly of a show as it is. I really appreciate the fact that, um, in spite of the fact that I don't like all the humor on that show, I like they are willing to make political commentary on anything. And there have been times where I'm like, oh, you crossed the line. But there are other times where I'm like, this is genius. No one else would dare touch that subject. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's been on TV for a very long time. And it's 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 odd because it's not necessarily a, sh a show where I've seen every episode. Um, and I feel weird ranking it above Succession because I actually think Succession is like just one of the best quality shows of all time. But just in terms of like replay value and clips and just, I don't know, overall impact and the amount of content I've consumed from it, like family guy, like they're up there. Like they, they are a funny, funny show and um, they keep it going, you know? So that's number nine, my, number nine on my list. We will keep uh, it moving. Unless I, you have a I comment. Have yeah. I, I also think it's it's very funny and I think they do they touch on sensitive subjects in a very smart way. Yeah. I kind of I kind of uh loosely compare it to South Park who so clearly goes over the line and that's the the comedy. This one uh national TV they have to be a little bit more um mm -hmm. that sounds bad but they have a little bit more higher PC. brow yeah. for, for it kind of like undertones is like isn't this kind of a weird thing we never talk about well here it is um i agree um i it, it's a show that's not on my list because i it, there's so many and i just haven't kept up with it but love seeing the clips on on my on my explore tab and instagram randomly <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say it's it's not a, a show that i've like watched regularly in any sense in my life and so i just didn't put it on my list for that reason but if we were making a, a list of like the what we in our minds were the most influential shows it would have probably been on my list because i do feel like it's influenced so much of pop culture and uh it's you know it's just it's kind of it definitely has put its place in the zeitgeist oh yeah and i i part of like we didn't really talk about how we're ranking these things but you know it's obviously some sort of thing about what is our top 10 favorites uh and whatever whatever other criteria we want to put and yeah i think about just like the impact on me whether it's just joy or whatever um and like for example as great as succession is I've only really watched each episode once, you know, and, but family guy, I've been watching that forever. And so it's, I don't know, like it's proven itself over time more, you know, succession hasn't been around long enough. Cause I don't know five years from now, 10 years from now, am I still going to be watching it or will it have just been some great show that used to be on like mad men or breaking bad or whatever. Um, Anyways, let's keep it moving. Number nine for James. I think it's number nine for DJ. If okay, DJ. No, oh. it's me. Sorry. Take it back. Take it back. All right. <laughs> Whoever wants to go. Either one of you. 
number nine is uh friends Ooh, that's on my list that's all on right. my list. oh great uh then we'll keep it moving uh to, to dj yep all right number nine i'm going unscripted i'm going survivor ah okay so i'm is i don't know if that's not on my list. Not, not on my list <laughs> So here's what I have to say. Yes, Survivor has been around forever. And I think feel like if anyone, you know, most people who probably did used to watch it probably have stopped by now. But let me tell you something. <laughs> I only started watching it. Uh, I mean, I guess it's been a good few years now. I only started watching it in like probably 2015 or 2016. Um, but man, so it's it is currently in its 44th season. But even just saying that out loud, isn't that insane that the show has cranked yep. out two seasons a year since the year 2000? I mean, name another show. Well, I guess like The Amazing Race or, or Big Brother, like these other shows that kind of, you know, were born of this like reality competition uh, renaissance that happened with with uh, Survivor, which I do feel like was the first one. Um, it's just such an interesting show to watch and on so many different levels obviously there's the entertainment factor you're watching people you know struggle living in like the jungle uh you know fighting each other and and whatever they're doing so like that's already fun but then you really get into like the idea of the mental game that they're playing you know at the end of every episode someone is going home and they all like and it's not like anyone is saying like there's no the only criteria for who's going home is who does everyone pick as the person yeah. that's and it's like there's a different reason why different people go home sometimes you can go home because people see you as a threat sometimes people send you home because they don't like you sometimes you get sent home because you're that person's number one and they don't want to send that person home but they want to weaken them so they're sending you home i mean it is like the amount of different situations that can come out of this one concept is you know it's just I find the show endlessly entertaining. I have seen every episode of the American version. Um, you know, th that it's a show that has been made in other countries as well. And even on a season where I'm not particularly interested in some of the contestants, especially those who make it far into the game, I still find the game so watchable, so much fun, so interesting. Uh, and so I had to put it on my list because... For me, it is really one of my top 10 favorite shows. So that's my number nine, Survivor. Great. Comments, John? None from me. I'll, I'll say a little bit about it. Uh, reality TV is, um, I'll say obviously very um, formulaic, but they have it perfect because I literally have to stop myself from getting into these shows because I'm drawn and I will wait through every commercial break to see what happens next. I'm talking about The Bachelor. I'm talking about Amazing Race. I'm talking about Survivor. They have it to a T. It's because I've because oh, I've done crack before. No, uh, it's like crack. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a joke. It's a joke. Um, they you heard they it here first. <laughs> they, they they have it to a T. Uh, I can totally get why it's in your your top ten there, DJ. And I will say none of these other shows that I'm about to mention made it to the list, but. They are definitely, uh, actually, that's not true. I do have two other reality competition shows on my 
uh, honorable mentions, but like I didn't put Big Brother on my list, but Big Brother is another show that I have gotten really kind of an obsession going with that I've seen every episode now. Um, I didn't put it on here because I don't think it's as as influential as Survivor has been, hmm. but um, but just I would like tag it on to that, just saying like these types of games where you know it's a social experiment. You're basically yeah. People make a choice between, you know, the others that are in that same situation as them. It's just, it's, it's such an interesting concept to me. For sure. DJ, what's number eight for you? All right. So we're okay. So I'm going number oh eight. Oh my gosh. Woo. Huh? Pressure. <laughs> All take right. A sip. So take a sip. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Let's. At let's the end of that. every round, take a sip. <laughs> Cheers. Um, All right. Number eight for me. Uh, a show called Orphan Black. Not on my list. Have not seen it. All right. So Orphan Black is, uh, uh, it's so good. I like the show so much. I actually have eight Funko Pops of the characters <laughs> of the show currently like up in my <laughs> closet that, uh, that a friend of mine uh, got me for my birthday one year because I got them into the show and they they loved it just as much as I do. So this show, it's a sci-fi show. Um, I don't remember exactly. I think it was like BBC who created it. But it's basically about this woman who it's, it's, a, it's like a mystery kind of noir sci-fi show. This woman, you know, she's like this British woman and uh, she randomly is like, you know, she, like her life is kind of in shambles. She want, you know, she has this daughter who doesn't live with her and like lives with this woman who kind of raised her, but she's not really her mother. And she, you know, she's down and out. She's done drugs. She's done all this stuff. Anyways, the show starts with her getting on a train platform, waiting for a train. And all of a sudden she looks over and she sees this woman who looks exactly like her. And she and she has no idea who this woman is. She's like, what is going on? And immediately this woman jumps in front of a train and kills herself. So that that moment sets off like this, you know, journey of like discovery of like what's going on with her life, how she came to be. And uh, I mean, essentially what you find out is that there's actually she's a clone and there's like an in, not an infinite number of versions of her but there's many different versions of her and this show is uh it's very it's it's very good writing it's all of that but what's incredible about it is the main character is played by Tatiana Maslany who nowadays people might know her as the actress who played the She-Hulk on Disney Plus um but she is she is such an unbelievable actress. There are scenes in the show where there are like six different characters all being played by her. You would you would literally, you're sitting there going like, surely this is six different people because she is such a good actress. She can create a new character and be a, a, just a completely different person. Um, and what's so cool is like, she's talked about in interviews how she gets into character for each one. And she'll like put on music in her trailer and start dancing. She has a different dance, like for every one of her characters. And the writers thought that was so cool that I think at the the end of the second season, and there were, I believe there were four seasons. Uh, but at the end of the second season, they literally have uh, like a clone, like dance party scene. Just that was born just of them loving that she did that. 
Um, and she actually won an Emmy for Best uh, Leading Actress in a Series for season three, which I was so happy about because not many people have seen the show and she really is that good on it. Mm. Um, but the show overall is is just so good. I could talk about it for hours. Um, but yeah, but that is my number eight, Orphan Black. Is that All currently right. on TV? It is not. It was, I, I want to say the fourth season was like probably a good like five or six years ago now. But it's oh, all okay. on Amazon Prime. So hmm. if you're out there, you can watch it. I'll check it out. All right. Number eight for James. My number eight is Scrubs. Mm, not on my list. Not on okay. my list. Um, I'll be honest. This show kind of reminds me of Family Guy where um they will just do weird tangents to like mm-hmm. like different things of based on how someone's feeling um but i really like this show it um it has a lot of pretty interesting characters have you guys seen it yeah i've not seen every episode but i've definitely yeah, same um really interesting characters and kind of a cool fact my wife uh, a doctor says that this show is the most accurate as far as medicine goes um very not uh, unlike gray's anatomy um which goes or or house um but this show has uh, a whole lot of comedy a whole lot of um uh, a lot of heart this is one of the few shows that i've a sitcom that i've cried to there are some really mm-hmm. heart heart-wrenching moments um, about loss, about friendship, about um, marriage uh, that really um, kind of sets it apart from just any other funny sitcom. Um, do you guys have any thoughts? No, I've I've seen bits of it. I thought it was funny, but I haven't seen that much of it. I I remember what like I it was on I was really I was pretty young I feel like when it was in its like prime on TV and I definitely like remember watching it and I mean like I've cried laughing at some of the jokes I've seen on this show so I definitely you know think it's so funny um and I mean I mean think about the fact that Zach Braff and Donald Faison are like still Yep. best friends you know uh i think sarah chalk is so funny i think she's underrated mm-hmm. um but yeah but i just i never got fully into it i think i was like maybe just like just under the age bracket where it probably like grabbed the most people yeah i think it speaks to more uh, in the mid 30 30 range the, the it, it hits a little bit harder uh mm-hmm. so if you ever need a rewatch i highly recommend it <laughs> Go. I'll have to check it out now that I'm in my 30s. Go for it, John. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, moving right along. Number eight on my list, which I know will be on someone else's list, is Seinfeld. It is 100% on my list. So we it will skip that. It's on, it's on your list, DJ? It's not on my list, oh, no. Okay. Uh, so we'll skip ahead to my number seven, which is The Sopranos. Is that on anyone's list? It is not on my list. I have not seen it. Oh, I have not gosh. seen it either. So here's the thing about The Sopranos. It came so please out. Please don't spoil it. <laughs> well, it came out. <laughs> I'll just give a summary like DJ, where I'm going to tell all drink the drink plot drink points drink? and exactly what happens. What? Do we oh, yeah. drink really quick just because we finished round eight? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That hits the spot. Um. 
So the Sopranos came out, I think when I was, it might have either middle school or high school. And I always wish I had, I, I didn't see it when it came out because it was on HBO and I didn't have access to HBO in high school or middle school. But um, the hype is real. When it when it was on the air and people were freaking out about it, the, there is a reason for it. And I didn't watch it until, I don't know, maybe my best guess is maybe like six years ago because I have I had HBO and I was like, let me just give it a, a shot. Um, it's an amazing show, especially um, there's like two elements about it that I really love. The first is if you like any of those sort of Italian crime movies that, you know, Martin Scorsese made, you know, if you like those, you'll probably like The Sopranos. But the and and that's what you kind of go into that show expecting is like, OK, it's kind of like that. You know, it's going to be like Goodfellas, but it's a TV show or whatever. I think Goodfellas was Goodfellas Scorsese or is that the one that it was? 100%. OK, I just remember there was one De Niro directed and I for, I think that was something else. Um but the other thing about the Sopranos that is so fascinating is that they they do these like every now and then the episodes get very like sort of artistically abstract, almost like something you would see in like, uh, I don't know, like a Darren Affront Darren Afronsky film, if I'm saying Darren his name Hans. right, or like <laughs> David Lynch or like. If any of those directors who do sort of like dark abstract moments in order to artistically represent what a character's going through, they they would like every now and then in the Sopranos, they do these episodes like that. And it's just very it's just very artistically interesting. And it's very, um, very unexpected, but it works so well. And it's it's part of why the Sopranos is, you know, often considered one of the greatest shows of all time is because just uh, it goes above and beyond in terms of its artistic creativity and the quality of it. Um, um, on top of it, just being like a fun, like it's dark and gripping, but it's also funny and you get connected to these characters. Um, yeah, it's an easy pick for anyone who needs something to watch. Just check it out. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I haven't watched it myself, but uh, in preparation for this, just to make sure I wasn't missing anything that I couldn't think of, I looked up a lot of lists of like the best TV shows of all time. And like, mm -hmm. I've got to say it's number one on most of them. Yep. It, yep. It, yeah, it. I mean, we live now in a day where everyone like you walk out the door and everyone's going to give you two recommendations for a show to watch. So you're probably not short on recommendations, but it, you know, keep it in the back of your mind for someday to check it out. Um, anyways, moving on, we're still on number sevens. So let's go to you, James. This is for sure going to be on your guys' list. It is game of Thrones. It's an honorable mention for me. It's an honorable really? mention for me as oh. well. Yeah. Well, so let me go on. Yeah. Let me talk about it then. <laughs> um, I got into Game of Thrones pretty late, so I was able to binge uh, basically five seasons of it. Um, mm -hmm. And like Lost, uh, we mentioned it, um, 
they are not afraid to kill actual main characters and yeah. uh, make and the entire series about someone else. Um, I guess the most I I had heard again. I got into it season five. I had heard about oh people oh the red wedding whatever. And when I saw it, I still gasped uh, um, uh, in in um, shock when it happened. I was like, oh this is this is an actual show. It's um is gripping it had a lot of cool action scenes and if you see season one versus season seven or so the the effects just got exponentially better um uh do you guys have anything to say about it yes i love the show um i think it would be <laughs> high on my list if they didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth for the end of it. I really think they just fucked up the landing. I, how about you, DJ? Well, I was just going to say, I, uh, yeah, I, it's on my honorable mentions. Cause yeah, I mean, I, it's undeniably one of the best TV shows ever made. Um, I mean, I remember, cause I, like you got into it pretty late, you know, it was probably around the same time. Cause I think I was able to binge like four or five seasons before the next season started that I was watching knowing the red wedding was coming mm -hmm. when i watched it it was still as shocking as it could be like i was like i know this is coming and oh my god you know mm -hmm. uh like it's just it and also what i would say about what you said about like the quality of the effects from season one versus season seven while that's true the quality of the writing and the quality of like you know just the story season one already started at a 10 and it just went from yeah there. um it's you know, honestly, I think season one is, again, I didn't watch it when it first started, but I would argue it's probably better upon rewatch than the first time because mm -hmm. you notice like, wow, they were already referencing things that are going to happen in yeah. season seven. In, in the first episode, they talk about Bran with like the the Raven. And I, I was just like, this is, uh, this is insane, you know? And I mean, granted, it's based on the book. So like they knew where they were going, but still it's it's worth noting, right? I uh, 100% agree. And um, John, what you said about sticking the landing for six seasons, we heard winter is coming, winter is co coming, winter is coming. And in one episode, winter came and it was so unclimactic. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? That's yeah. what I've been waiting for this time. Yeah. And like a video game, oh, just kill the boss and you win. Um yeah, I agree. It the the ending did leave sort of a bad taste in my mouth as well. Um so yeah, uh we are in agreement there. I won't I won't go on too long. We can move on if you guys I'll, don't have Well, I'll say there. one more thing is there were uh, it wasn't just the ending for me. There for me there were there were a few loose ends. Um like for example, they 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 were building up the faceless god, you know, or that whole thing for a whole season four or something. And then all of a sudden, it was over, and that was one of the most interesting storylines to me. And for them to basically, I don't know, it was just very. Exp That's what happens sometimes with these shows, where like at the end of a season. Like maybe they didn't have the actors available or something, but the fact that they just abruptly got like, okay, we're moving on. 
Yep. Uh, there was a, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I felt like there was a couple moments in the show like that where it, it they just didn't quite keep it, you know, you know, as, uh, as smoothly woven together as they could have. And, um, you know, that's not to dismiss from all the, the greatness in that show, but the other thing is just, I don't know how many times I'm going to rewatch the show. Okay. Like that, that's part of why I, what I didn't have it on my list. And, um, but yeah, anyways, fair enough. Uh, I, I, don't watch the entire series over and over again, but there is one episode I watch over and over again, the battle of the bastards mm-hmm. uh, where it really showed, I, I think it was the first time in a movie I'd, I'd seen what an actual battlefield where two armies collide would actually look like. Yeah. Uh, because usually in movies, what happens is they all come and then like the camera pans out or whatever. Yeah. And, and then they go to individual battles, but this one, they actually clash and it was so chaotic that I was like, oh my god, this this is this is what it would actually look like. Um, and then I don't know if you guys remember that episode, but um, when John, it's the same as episode, but Jon Snow is like getting trampled, and I remember like my breath having to catch my breath because he's like gasping for air as he's getting trampled because they're getting all um surrounded, and I was mm-hmm. like, and like heads are getting smashed under under people's weight. I was like, oh my god, this is so brutal and. I think we've talked about it in 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 the Oscars episode. It, like I like scenes or stories where it shows the brutality of war, and mm-hmm. none more than that episode. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. Okay. End of that's that was the end of Middle. round seven. No, I haven't gone. Oh, DJ. Yeah. Okay. All right, my number seven. Uh, this is. I mean, this is a favorite from when I was pretty young. It's a very influential show for me. Uh, it's Boy Meets World. Okay. That is that is on my super honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Uh, yeah, so that is my number seven. I, I, I mean, when I think of, like, my childhood, I think of Boy Meets World just because I was like, oh, like, you know, they were a little bit older than me uh, when I was watching it. And I just feel like I was like, this is what life is yeah. is supposed to This is what life is, is you know. Um, and I mean, I will say also, it's been brought kind of back into my personal life recently because the um, Danielle Fischel, Ryder Strong, and Will Friedell now have a podcast called Pod oh, nice. World, And they're doing a, a rewatch of every episode and doing a full episode on it as well as companion podcasts where they bring on like people who were you know involved in the show whether they were a guest star where they were a director a writer a, an editor someone and um and interviewing them so because of that i'm re-watching the show with them and uh and it's funny because like right now they're only in season two and the er- earlier seasons of boy meets world were very different than most of the later seasons like once they got into like high school they were out of middle school and then they, and, and especially when they got into college but man i mean that show it i mean it's just it's it's such an important show for my life that i was like i cannot put it on this list it's you know it it means so much to me um you know it's it's that classic sitcom from the 90s um but also you know coming of age story i I mean who doesn't who doesn't know the names Corey and topanga you know uh 
so yeah, I mean, Boy Meets World, number seven show for me. For a TGIF um, block show that was coupled with like Family Matters and like Hanging with Mr. Cooper, <laughs> this show touched on some real hard hitting subjects that that high schoolers go about. Um, a, a, a fatherhood abandonment, divorce, uh, mm-hmm. sex, mm-hmm. Um, uh, m- uh, relationships when moving on to college. Um, it, it was gripping and I think they did a really good job about it. Um, I'll, I'll also say the older brother, Eric, so funny. Like he played that role so perfectly it age. Well, I'm so feel so bad. He didn't have like a, a, a better career afterwards, but oh, he's he, a huge voiceover actor. Oh, huge good. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was super funny. But yes, those those characters have a very special place in my heart as well. John, John, any thoughts? I I used to watch it all the time, but uh, it's not on my honorable mentions. I mean, there. It's funny because now I'm thinking of like, what are all my childhood shows? Like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Saved by the Bell, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, X Men. <laughs> like, it's tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, Topanga is probably my first celebrity crush. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was a good show. Um, I think that's the end of round seven. Shall we? Cheers. I'm Cheers. running low. I may need to top this off. Um, okay, so DJ, take us into round six. All right. Number six, a show I'm pretty sure will be at least on John's list. Uh, Downton Abbey. It sure is. Skip. <laughs> I'm putting stars around all these so we know to talk about them later. Yep. James? That brings us to my number six. Six, excuse me. Um, Ozark, the Netflix TV show. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that one. That's a great show. I thought about it and it almost made my honorable mentions. I just, but I just decided to leave it off. But yeah, I, it would have been one of my honorable mentions for sure. That's an honorable mention for me now. Well, we can, at least I'll talk about it. I'll start. Um, This is uh, not to spoil or alert. I always say this is like a show that if breaking bad happened, if Walter White was completely honest about everything he was doing with his family, um, that's what I liked about it. That kind of set it apart was that I think in the, maybe even season five, he, uh, I think his name Marty, Marty just flat out explains the entire situation to his family. It's like, that's what we have to do or we're all going to die. So we have to go and do this thing. Yeah. I think um, it's the second season that he says Second that, yeah. season. Yeah. Um, just really well-researched. Like this is how an actual, uh, money laundering uh, sting would probably go and just the 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 rabbits they had to pull out of their hat every single time something went wrong and you just felt the stress with him and just like how are we going to get ourselves out of this mess um just really gripping stuff uh yeah just i i i love it so much do you guys have any other further thoughts i think if it was if breaking bad didn't exist Ozark would be considered one of the best TV shows ever. Mm-hmm. But that's the, that's all that you heard when it first came out was like, oh, it's Breaking Bad. Yeah. And people loved it so much that they probably got passed over. I feel yeah, it's like, an amazing yeah. show. Ozark. Yeah. It, I mean, it's so good. I've watched it since it came out. I mean, 
it, it's it's like Breaking Bad meets Fargo, you know, like where mm, yeah. like these like what you know, like nice, polite people you would never expect to get into crime kind of get into crime, and it's a breaking bad sense of what the crime is. And you know, it's I, I love that it gets like the whole family involved, like the kids have their own storylines. The you know, Julia Garner's character is I mean, how she's won what three Emmys from the show, like she's incredible. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's such a good show. It really is such a good show. And I I did think I I enjoyed how the show ended. Will you guys ever visit the Ozark after watching this show? Yes. I thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> can get some good crack. Maybe no, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, we can move on. All so, right. Uh, so my number six uh, was mentioned earlier, which is Friends. Does someone right. have it ranked higher than six? I have it ranked higher than six. All right, then moving on. We'll all take a drink. <laughs> We're at the end of round six. All right, now I'm going to be switching to uh, sparkling water because I'm trying to trying to lose a little weight and drink a little less. Podcast uh, <laughs> uh, so number five on my list. The West Wing. Is that on anyone's list? I haven't seen it. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. I wasn't into politics in 11th grade or whenever it came out. Yeah, so this, uh, similar to what I was saying about the Sopranos, the West Wing came out when I was in middle school, and I wish I had watched it because it's such a smart show. Um. I think it would have just made me a more well-rounded person at a younger age, just because like it's written by Aaron Sorkin, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like the most optimistic tell um portrayal of our government. Like whenever you watch it, like pe- multiple people have told me this, and I agree that when you watch The West Wing, it's like, oh, I want to get into politics because yeah, that's how it should be. Like people respectfully disagreeing and blah 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 um the care the writing is amazing the acting is amazing it's so smart it's so funny i've rewatched the show several times um which is a huge reason why it ranks so high is not just because of the quality of it but also the fact that i've watched it so many times um and yeah it's yeah i i mean that's why rank it higher than the Sopranos? I think it's it um the quality is there, but I think I've watched it more times and I don't know, I just enjoy, I guess I get more enjoyment out of it. Uh but that's my number five. Right on. Yeah, it's a show that I feel like I I want to be able to say that I've seen. I just haven't yet, but I've heard how amazing it is for so many years. Yeah, I think it's on it- Netflix. It was or it might be yeah it's just a big commitment because it's one of those network shows that has 22 episodes a season i think seven seasons so it's just mm-hmm. and they're like you know hour-long episodes are like 45 minutes with commercials i guess um yeah it's just a big what's it, a, what's it about is it about the like the president and how he does business it's about so the west wing is the part of the white house where the pre, uh, president and his uh team are so like his chief of staff his um like speechwriters his um 
basically all of his liaisons who will speak on behalf of him to try and um get shit done in washington dc mm-hmm. and um yeah it it's it, 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 the show was written to be like fun fact it was written to be about everyone but the president but then because martin sheen was so good as the president they're like okay well yeah he's got to be in it and he is um it's one of my favorite characters of all time like uh you want when you're watching it you want nothing more than for him to be the actual president because <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh it, it's perfect He's hilarious. He's smart. He, yeah, he's got a good moral compass. Um, yeah. Cool. On to mine, right? Yep. My number five, a hundred percent, will be on yours. Breaking Bad. It's a honorable mention for me. I really, left, I left it off of my list. Interesting. I'll talk about why when we get to my portion of this. No, we could talk about it now. Um, this show, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I don't think I'm going to be saying anything that people haven't already discussed at length. Uh, just a really gripping, really uh, a, a character study of how a, a man will just sell his soul to the devil and for what cost, um, you know, just how a, a, a seemingly moral person can just turn straight up evil and completely uh, sell himself out for what he thinks is right and how it just didn't really wasn't really worth it in the end and uh gosh please tell me your thoughts on this i can't <laughs> believe, i can't believe it's not on your top 10 uh, it's not in my top 10 because I watched it once, loved it, never watched it again. It was like, okay, that was great. Got it. Why did you love it? It's an amazing show. The quality's great. Um, just the writing, the characters, the acting, it's interesting. It's different than what you normally see in a show. Um, I, I Yeah, I just one once was kind of enough for me i think that's that's the only reason why i don't rank it higher it's not like it would be probably on my list of you know like if we were rating what were the top 10 shows ever made just based on the quality of the show it would have to be on the list but in terms of like my favorites and whatever like how how like impact to me how much i watch them how much i enjoyed them like you know it's like game of thrones amazing it's amazing but i watched it once you know and it like i yeah all right dj so i left it (laughs) off my list because similar to what john was saying i watched it watched it all the way through i enjoyed it but actually i'm gonna take that back i don't know that i enjoyed it I felt like while watching it, I felt like I needed to see the whole story because it was compelling and it's a great show, but I hated how the show made me feel. I felt like 
I felt gross while I would watch this show. Like I was like, oh, like, you know, like it would give me like a sense of anxiety. It would give me a sense of like, I, I felt similarly when I saw the movie Joker. Mm-hmm. I think that movie made me feel like way worse, but, um, but like, you know, it, it's like it elicited a strong response in me. So it's definitely doing something right, but I did not like the response that elicited in me. So uh, that's the reason why I left it off. I'm like, if they we're talking my favorite shows, it I wouldn't consider it one of my favorite shows because I didn't like how it made me feel, but yeah. it's an incredibly well-made show for sure. Okay, J- James. Let me ask you this: Are you really pissed off right now that we didn't put it on our list? No, I'm. I'm seriously interested because you're flabbergasted I, right now. Like, I have it. What? I thought. I thought I had it low at number five, mm. um, and maybe kind of going to what DJ just said. I'm more of a comedy guy. Like mm-hmm. I like to laugh rather than feel. Yeah, kind of gross. Yeah. And I had nightmares because of this show as well. I would stay up super late and watch it. Um, but I just thought. Yeah, I guess I, I I like it for the same reasons you just said. It's incredibly well made, well acted. Um, uh, but I I like the thrill that it gave me, even though it was a bad feeling. Uh, and just just to see the 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 possibilities of what a human can go through. <laughs> <laughs> I felt similarly um, about another show. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be on anyone's lists if you guys even have seen it. Um, about a show called Startup. No, I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't think it, I saw that. No. It's on Netflix now, but I don't think Netflix originally made it. But it's with like Adam Brody and uh, I, I, I would say he's like the biggest name that's on it. Um, I think Ron Perlman joined it and like it's like last two seasons, but it's it's the show about like you know this like tech startup but then it's like also weaved in with this guy who's a drug dealer and um and i i watched it with my parents and it's like four seasons long and i just remember mm-hmm. thinking the same thing that i felt about breaking bad i was like i feel i feel gross whenever i watch this show mm-hmm. like it's you know i don't know do so you feel do you feel the same way about ozark is that why that was off your t- top 10 weirdly i i know i i don't feel necessarily the same way about ozark something about ozark is a little more clean the word that's coming to to my mind is accessible but that's that's not right because i think breaking bad i like if i had to compare the two i would i would agree that breaking bad is a is a better show just overall mm-hmm. uh, but i think ozark because neither one of them made made my honorable mention list mm-hmm. um but i love both of them um but ozark i would say like I would re- I would take the time to rewatch Ozark. I wouldn't rewatch Breaking Bad. How about you, John? It's a good question. Um, they're kind of they're kind of even in my mind. I do I do think I think Breaking Bad was a better show. I think Ozark was it was just like the situation was more interesting to me because um, I'm more interested in sort of the south than i am sort of the dry desert that kind of culture associated Mm -hmm. with it like that there's like more of that southern charm in the characters which i think was fun um but also i was a little bit more interested in following a numbers guy than a chemist yeah i think i think think you're right i think marty's character is more relatable and there's like 
comedic underline undertones to the way Marty uh, uh, talks um, that I think is a little bit more relieving. I think you guys, I agree with what you guys are saying. I still have, but I'll, I still stick to my list as far as uh, fave. Um, okay. I think that me and John are probably more in the minority here than you. Like, I think like, I'm not Marty saying you guys are wrong. I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm, I'm just interested. I, I would, just surprised that's all <laughs> yeah but i mean to say that though i don't think there would have been a marty bird if not for walter white well that's I, what i'm curious about the show is was there any sort of inspiration even if it was just as simple as oh hey breaking bad did well and we've been sitting on this script that will green light now i don't know like i don't know i don't know uh -huh. if that's been public information or not what how that how ozark came about and I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> if, we'll never Google it. Um, should, I think we're on DJ's number five now. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. number five, which is a show that was mentioned earlier, Succession. Oh, okay. So we get to talk about it now. Good, good, good. Hey, do you actually want to talk first since it was, since you mentioned it first? Since it know. was lower for me. Yeah. Um, I, I routinely tell people that I think succession is the highest quality show currently on, like currently within their, you know, run. I, uh, I say the exact same thing. It, uh, I've known people to trash it too, which is so, I just baffled by it. But, um, I think of it as basically, a Shakespearean drama. I think it's also. Um, I mean, it literally is based yeah. on one of the Shakespeare plays. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know incredibly well written. It's pretty damn funny. Um, uh, they have just the right mix of characters, and um, it's very gripping. It's just you're just I don't know. You're just along for the ride, and you just can't help but just keep watching and watching i had it so low because i used to feel similarly about tv shows like billions and homeland which are honorable mentions for me and so i'm really curious how i'm going to feel about succession like 10 years from now because it could just be a one-time thing where i just watch it once and and that's kind of it but um but i i yeah as far as what to watch that's on tv right now succession is my number one recommendation to people i i just think it i mean it is so watchable it's so funny it's so dramatic it's so in a sense it's so real while also being so completely ridiculous like all mm -hmm. at the same time and i i remember hearing uh someone say and i think this was be maybe before i got into it or maybe it, i i'm not 100 percent sure of that but I remember when Game of Thrones announced that it was ending, people were saying Succession is going to be the next Game of Thrones level show in terms of popularity. And that was one of the things that made me be like, well, let me check the show out. And um, I remember binging the first season and and really liking the first season and then seeing the second season and being like, wow, this show got even better in its second season and then the third season happened and that's the thing about the show is that like it's having the correct trajectory and that it gets better every season and the things that they're doing are not it's not jumping the shark it's not 
it's not pulling things out just so that it can have crazy twists and turns. It's like a natural progression of this story. And it's just so good. I love every single character in the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm really, I'm sad that the fourth season is going to be its last. I'm, I'm very sad. They've announced that, um, but I'm very excited for it. I just think, I mean, talk about like every character having such compelling stories such compelling motivation and all like butting into each other and it's it's a masterfully done show in my opinion i just i find it so good so funny um i think you know tom and cousin greg's dynamic is one of the best i've like ever seen on any show i i just love i just love everything about the show I actually am glad that they're going to be ending the show because the quality has been so high and this guarantees, well, may guarantee that they keep the quality high. Cause if they, if they started to fizzle out that then, you know, it would just be like kind of a buzzkill. So um, James, you haven't watched it. Is that right? I've not. Okay. I've not. Add it to your list to things to Got watch. Got a lot of them. Got a lot of them. <laughs> All right. End of round five. Take a sip. All right, round four. DJ, take it away. Let me ask them before we start round four. Are we doing a video for this or just audio? Actually, it's it doesn't video. matter. I have to pee. Can we pause? Let's for take a, a pause. Yeah. Same okay. thing. Mute myself. You guys can talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to pause it. All right, we're back. We're back recording, and everyone's a little bit more comfortable now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where are we at? We're at round, we're number four, our number fours. So everyone's had their number fives, right? Yeah, yeah. We've all okay, did number so fives, yep. And we're on you, DJ. Four, my number four is a show that both of you have already mentioned, Friends. Great. There it is. All right, here we go. Here <laughs> we go. I have to say, I don't know a show that I have seen more than Friends. I have watched it front to back. I could not tell you how many times and I, and it's 10 full seasons. I mean, when I was younger, it used to be probably on an endless loop in my bedroom. I have all 10 seasons on DVD. Now it's on HBO max. I've watched, it's my go to bed show. It's my comfort show. It's it's, it was my view of what New York living was when I was younger. I know this show so well that I <laughs> I used to play with a family friend of mine, Rachel, who also is very uh, a very, very, very big Friends fan. We used to play the Heads Up um, Friends deck, and we got so good at it that we would get to the point where we're like, you can say one word, and uh. we would still be able to like, like, I know this show. Actually, I have something to say about this show. When I was living in New York, um, I went with a few friends um, to a friends trivia pub crawl in the west village where the friends lived and out of 100 teams my team won my team won. <laughs> like that's how well i know the show i like i know every reference i know every quote there was a time where you could show me like one short snippet of a scene and i could probably tell you the name of the episode like i i just i know everything there is to know about the show i love it the show will be endlessly rewatchable to me. Don, your number six comments. Yeah. Um, I often bring this show up when I talk to people about how do you actually rank like show movies, whatever. Cause they're like, for example, we talked about this with movies, like 
there are dramas that are about you know important historical moments or whatever um that you only see like once and then that's it and and they're considered to be of higher quality than something as silly as friends but i often argue that a huge part of a show's value is its reach and Friends has been seen by so many freaking people. And not only that, it's not just entertainment, but you have to also appreciate how many people have gone through relationship issues, dating issues, whatever, and found solace in the stories told on that show. Like that's happened to me where it's like, you know, you're going through some sort of heartbreak and then you see those characters going through it in a way that's also funny and relatable. And um, like, it's a very touching show. Like the fact that they're able to use comedy to relate to people with all these sort of, um, I don't know, like everyday situations that, you know, most people can relate to. Um, and so I just, it's really high up there. I think any discussion of the greatest TV shows of all time, it has to be included. Um, and it's sort of a different category. Like the sitcom is sort of like, a, it's almost like a different type of TV show that was obviously, um, probably a bigger deal back in like the sixties or whatever, you know, like I think of like, I love Lucy and, um, I don't know, leave it to beaver and all, you know, like friends, has that sort of sitcom like episodic style that you don't see as much anymore. Um, but yeah, I just, I think as popular as it is, I think people often underappreciate its impact on society and like all of us individually. My number nine, I agree with everything you guys have said. This is one of the few, uh, first couple of shows I got into it when I was maybe 13 or 12 and it made me realize, oh, my gosh, like adults can be funny. Like you're allowed to be funny <laughs> as an adult or you're allowed yeah. to be silly. Um, like you said, some real, you know, seeing it now again, I, I've rewatched it plenty millions of times. Um, it, it speaks to me a little bit differently as a in my mid 20s and again in my mid 30s that, yeah, kind of like what you said, they go through job issues. They go through career issues or, or um, parents um, obviously relationship issues that kind of is relatable and can kind of, like you said, oh, and this is before the internet really took off in social media that like, ah, there's a connection I can uh, uh, make here. I remember this is one of the first shows where people were like, oh, who do you identify with uh, uh, in that, in this, yeah, in this, yeah, uh, totally in this series. Are um, you a Monica? Are you a Chan? Exactly. Are you a, yeah. 100%. And um, yeah, just a real like perfectly casted or excuse me, cast um, show that they really, you know, that had such great chemistry and uh, kind of opposing to what we've we've said about uh, previous shows we've talked about. The ending was uh, at last season. I thought was great. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, couldn't couldn't I I'm I'm not so high on it on my list. Although nine out of all the shows, I think it's still pretty high. <laughs> Ever made? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, I think it's for the simple fact that it's not on Netflix, and I'm sure if I was more in <laughs> um, watching it currently, 
it'd probably be higher. But yeah, great, great show. Who yeah. who do you guys identify with on the show, by the way? Ugh, good question. Oh, um, I'm, a, I'm a Joey son with Phoebe rising. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, I go back and forth between Chandler and Ross. Yeah. It's tough. Probably more Chandler than Ross. Yeah, I, I want to be more Ross than what I said. Sorry. That's so interesting because I wanted to be a Chandler so bad, but I think I'm for sure a Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, uh, I will also say the show is like a big deal because um, I I recently read uh, Matthew Perry's memoir and and I mean this information has already been out there but just reading about it again it reminded me that you know they like first of all they I mean by the end they were all paid a million dollars an episode which yep. is insane like it's you know yeah. Like, yeah Jerry yeah. Seinfeld was paid more than that and I think Ray Romano for everybody loves Raymond was paid more than that but there's six people like that's yeah and uh and six but stars. the reason for that is because when they were renegotiating their salaries in one of the earlier seasons they were uh, you know, they were all negotiating separately. And it was David Schwimmer, who arguably at the time was apparently like the biggest star out of all of them. He was the one who said, hey, you guys, let's all band together and let's negotiate as a team rather than individually will be so much stronger. So it, it was the first time anything like that had ever happened. And I mean, truly name six, name anyone else, a, a more iconic tv star than those six names together yep. you know like they, they changed they changed everything for tv it's you know yeah. i mean it really is one of the most influential and just it's it's just such a good show i don't know i uh, agree couldn't say more about it uh, well said and we won't say more about it let's move <laughs> on to uh james's number four um, um, this is a kind of a trio I have here. I had six Ozark, five raking bag. Now my, my number four is better call Saul. <laughs> okay. Not on your list. I haven't watched it. No, I I've watched, I've watched it, but it's not on my list. It is an amazing show. It, um, it is incredible. <laughs> I would say it's better than breaking bad and Ozark. No, <laughs> um, obviously well, you ranked it higher. So I would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this show delves into a lot of ish, um, subjects that I'm very interested in. I love legal shows and legal movies. Okay. Um, like um, A Few Good Men and the O.J. Simpson uh, recreation with um, David Schwimmer, actually. Um, this show really shows the, gosh, how fluid the law can be in a trial setting um and just why you you realize why um public defenders are the way they are why high priced lawyers are the way they are um but more than that it goes into family uh drama family issues and um you know uh wanting to be accepted by your family and i think it does it perfectly and kind of like Breaking Bad, you know, we already know what happens because this is um, a show before Breaking Bad. Uh, we see 
the the fall of of someone who wanted to be moral but couldn't help themselves uh, from their immoral dna um and i thought it did it perfectly the writing is spectacular the uh characters spot on um and uh more than just saul it um kind of explains some of the other fringe characters uh from breaking bad um do you guys have any thoughts it's a great show i i was watching it and i loved it and then i think uh during a break like you know i i caught up and then there was a break in seasons and then i just never got re-engaged so Mm -hmm. it's my own fault but um it is a great show and I plan on continuing it and finishing it uh, whenever, whenever I get around to it. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a show. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, it's a show that I don't think you'll feel bad about yourself. I think you'll feel sorry for these characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's definitely a show that I, it's on, it's like, I have like a never ending list of like shows to watch and like, there's too many, man. There's one too of many. the more prestige shows that, that I would say is on that list um and i'm excited to watch it like you know i i do feel like it like it'll probably have a different feel than breaking bad um Mm -hmm. but with still living in that universe and everything and um and also i know like it's i love that like bob odenkirk has gotten this this opportunity to to be in a show that like what i understand of it is like obviously like a very dramatic show yeah but he's like got his start in fully in comedy you know so like i just think that's so interesting right you know yeah um he's incredible in it uh i think he's just again perfectly cast um highly recommend it if you haven't seen it john you're number four okay quick question how's the sound quality coming from me is it getting distorted at all or is it can you hear putting me and james to shame (laughs) you can hear it good okay well i just can't because the my anyways I'll, i'll i'll spare the technical stuff i just want to make sure it sounds all right um it's not like getting distorted right when i get too close to it okay great uh number four a show i love entourage entourage is such a fun show i love it and i love it in spite of the fact that people from la joke about how all these guys watch the show and then they move to la thinking their life is going to be like that show i do not care i watch it (laughs) as a source of inspiration because it you know it's i i i love the show i think um doug ellen is a great writer um i think the humor and the dynamics between the characters are just so well done and um it's just like i just get such joy from the show it's just so fun to watch and i've rewatched it so many times and um that's like that's the biggest factor for me like you know i i always go back to it but when i think about all these other shows like that are so high quality um when i think about like when i first watched it i loved the show like it was it was we we're in binging mode because uh it was i think i was watching it with some college roommates and it was like in season 2 or 3 and immediately caught up you know it was so fun to binge watch um but now even years later i still go back and i'll 
I'll I'll just casually put on episode one, season one, and I'll find myself working my way through the whole series because uh, I just it's kind of like Friends. It's just like you enjoy it, you live vicariously through them. Uh, it's funny. It's uh, there's there is a little bit of like uh, in gripping, you know, dramatic moments. Um, I think. You know, it's also like this kind of stuff is also good to see because they go through some interesting dynamics as friends and like how, you know, Hollywood can corrupt friendships. And, you know, they show a very much more optimistic view of it, of how people are able to navigate it well. Um, but oh, just overall, I just love it. It's so fun. I love to have it on and I've rewatched it many times. I'm guessing it's not on either of your lists. It's an honorable mention for me. Um, I, I, DJ, maybe you can agree with this. Like they hit, they did on location filming so much. And I'm like, yep, I've been there. I've been there. I've driven through there. A lot of Beverly Hills. Um, it's not on my top 10. I'll be honest. It's super watchable. Uh, and I think it just plays into um, an idea that Hollywood does where it's just like people just want to see rich people doing rich things. Yeah. And, that's uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, and kind of like what you, I think it's not in my top 10 because kind of like what you said about lost is that whenever they needed to get out of a pinch, like, Oh, we got funded for this yeah. movie. Yeah, funded, or fair. Oh, I just got cast in this. Oh, here comes more money and we can do more fun. We just got into Cannes film festival. Let's, <laughs> and they could always just write themselves out with no real lives being at stake, but just like more career stuff. Um, so I think that's why it's not in my top 10 that nothing was, that was really said. And I don't think they were really saying anything. I think it really was just a guilty pleasure. Just like watch, this is the American dream right here from a, from a, I think it was a toothpaste commercial. You could be a toothpaste commercial and just be the biggest star in the world uh, out of nowhere. But DJ's line. Having said that, yeah, <laughs> I think some of the best, some of the best characters uh, uh, in TV are Ari Gold, yeah, and uh, maybe even Johnny Drama. Um, yes, I think they just really fully committed to their roles. Honestly, Lloyd um, uh, Ari's yes. assistant was amazing, um, and I'm glad he actually won uh, the Ari. Um, Ari Gold's character uh, won a Jeremy few Piven. Jeremy Piven won a few uh, Emmys for his uh, his role on that. Very watchable, very funny. And was, go ahead, DJ. Oh, I was just gonna say it was not on my list. To be honest, I didn't even think about it until you said it. But I love this show. I I think I binged this show like all what it was like three or four seasons. No, uh, it was like eight, it was like six, or yo, okay, eight. Did they make? Was this one of the shows where they made like a season like years later? No, but what they did, what it was weird because when they got to season like three or five, they did like season five, part A and B, and then oh, yeah, I mean like, they, but yeah, I think like, it went to like eight, to and then they did two movies, mm-hmm. and the movies yeah. were the movies were just whatever, but 
But yeah, they went yeah. all the way to no, six. No, but I just remember watching like the entire series in like the span of like a week and a half or something. Like I just was <laughs> like, oh, like it. You just like it's just so fun to watch, and like all the characters are fun, and like you just like, oh, I just want to know like what's. It's not like you know a lost type of I need to know what happens next, but it's like a feel good kind of. You want to know what happens? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like I just want to know what's gonna happen to them. Like so much fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have nothing bad to say about this show. I I love this show. Uh, yeah, and like you were saying, like living in LA, it's like so fun to be like, oh, like I know where yeah. that is. Like you know, and like the tropes that they play on in terms of like, like they brought on, like I remember when they brought on like Melinda Clark, and I was such a big uh, OC fan. One of my honorable mentions, actually, mm-hmm. uh, and just like you know, like they're like playing on the trope of like her playing like a bitch on that show and like being a bitch in real life, which I don't think she necessarily is, but she even has said herself, she's like, I was playing a characterization of myself on the show because that's what the show wanted, you know, and it's like. Sure. I think that's what it is. Is like the show gave the viewers what they wanted, uh, which was in like the best possible way. And it's it's just such a fun show. Yeah. All right. Shall we take a drink? Yeah. Good old sparkling water. All right. Top we're in. Three. What's that? We're in top three territory. Top, top three. three. Best top of the three. Best. Here we go. Okay. So. Uh, I believe it's my turn. So my number three, as previously brought up, Downton Abbey. I'm guessing that's not in James's top 10. I have not seen it. Safe to say. Uh, <laughs> DJ, what number was it for you? Six. Downton Abbey was my number six. Okay. So. And it's all thanks to you, John. Oh, I introduced it to you? You introduced it to me. Or you okay. told me to watch it. Yeah. Oh. Where do I begin? <laughs> I don't know how I stumbled upon this show, um, but it's just such a, it. It is a great example of what I want to write, which is that that nice balance of drama and comedy, and. Um, it gosh i don't even know what to say i've watched it so many times i think the writing is fantastic the characters are fantastic the just the um the charm of the show like when when um you know when i'm watching it and the um basically the servants who are living downstairs when they're getting ready for their dinners each night like even it's not even just how they present things to the family upstairs. It's like also how they have so much class about how they, you know, have such a, you know, clean, pristine um, style to how they live their lives downstairs where there, there's so much respect and tradition and um, uh, I don't know, just manners. Um, it just makes me, I'm kind of living vicariously through them when I watch the show where it's like, Oh, everything just seems so like classy. I guess that's the word. It's just like, and it's like um, not class for the sake of class. It was. It's just like they have they have so much dignity in their way of life. Um, even though there's a whole argument to be had about you know servants and all that kind of stuff, just everyone in general, they just they have such like this. I don't know, like life itself 
is just held in such high regard where things should be done a proper way. And like the, the way they take care of their clothes and stuff, like they, they don't, they just don't seem to disregard anything. Um, and the way that they talk, uh, you know, tie in historical moments is great. Um, the way that they uh, have maneuvered the show when let's say, you know, famously one of the actors left after a couple seasons um, and that threw a big curveball at the show, but then it, it almost like, it was really cool because it was like, holy shit, what would happen if everything changed? Because that is real life. In real life, unexpected things happen. And um, yeah, I guess it's just the charm, the humor, um, the characters that I feel fully invested in. And I watch it over and over. DJ? Yeah, so this was my number six. Um, I So... I have to be honest, when I decided to watch this show, um, I, d- I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to like this show. It looks super boring. I, it's it's mm-hmm. about like the early times. Like, yep. let me watch an episode just to see like what's going on. You know, my friend John has told me about it so many times. Blah, blah, blah. And I watched an episode and I was like, well, let's, well let, me see what, let me see what happens. Well, let's, <laughs> yeah. And then like, before I knew it, I was like, oh, like I'm like halfway through season two and I'm like, what? Oh, like what's going to happen with Mr. Bates? And like, yeah, you know, like I just like, I just like, oh my God, I'm so invested in these people's lives. Like you, you, I mean, the show just sucks you in. And like you said, it is just so damn charming. It yep. is so damn charming. It's, you know, when it needs to be dramatic, it's very dramatic, but mostly it's actually very funny. Um, it's, 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 it's so accessible to people who are not into like upstairs, downstairs type situations in a show. Um, it's it's perfect. It's it's a perfect show. It, it is, it should not be successful and it is in spite, like, and because of that, it is so good, you know? Uh, and I think that speaks to why it's so successful. I mean, it's had now, what, two movies? The first movie was fun because you got to, like, revisit with the characters, but it wasn't really yeah. about anything specific. I mean, it was, but it, it was fine. It was, like, a like a very long episode of the show. But the second movie was really good and, like, had a great story. And only because it was sitting on the history of what the show did to be able to make that kind of story happen and, like, but it's the show. It, the show is just so good, and uh, I mean, like, I don't, I, I, I don't have enough good things to say about it. I, I love it so much. I, it, uh, of all the shows on my list in general, I've only watched it one time through. But it's the sh- the number one show that I would pick if I had to rewatch any of them. I'll, I'll just add. I'm looking, I'm looking up the cast list right now to make sure I, um get these get all the names right which i should not have to look at a list of course if i speak so highly of it but i'm doing it just to make sure um violet crawley played by maggie smith or the dowager countess one of the greatest characters ever especially because of the actor playing the role just phenomenal phenomenal you know how to handle every single line they threw at her the, yeah the um What's his name? Who wrote the thing? Um, Abbott. Julie what's Fellows? Fellows. Yeah, Abbott. What am I talking about? Um, Abbott Elementary. Ju- 
Julian, Julian Fellows, yes, um, gave clearly gave her all the best lines. Um, but one of the best sh- characters, fa- or I guess I should just say favorite characters, but then also Mr. Carson, um, uh, is just phenomenal. And, um, gosh, who am I thinking of? I'm, uh, I'm blanking on the name. DJ, help me out here. Who's, um, I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, well, I don't want to say any spoilers. I'm trying to, uh, how would well, I describe I the, 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 the main lady of the, Anna. of the, of the servants. No, Anna. Anna is not the, no, Anna is a lady's maid. Yeah. Wait, who are you talking about? the who's in charge of the ladies maids oh oh um mrs Mrs. hughes mrs hughes yeah um between mrs hughes lord grantham the dowager countess mr bates those four characters are four of my favorite characters ever ever and you you can't discount like the fact that the show really went some places like there's a storyline in in like the fourth season i want to say with anna that is like super dark and spoiler and alert <laughs> yeah no I they mean, go all yeah. over the place they, they go, go all, all over and the place she won, but she won an emmy anna the actress who plays anna won an emmy for that storyline yeah well for, well for her work in that for whole the season. season yeah but it was that storyline that did it i mean she's so good i mean just they're all they're, that's the thing they're all fin- like they're all phenomenal actors and actresses. And um, most of it is the fact that those four characters in particular, especially like they were really led to shine um, and they're kind of the ones that carry the show. Uh, but the, it's such an ensemble piece. They're so good. Actually, D, um, DJ James, you may actually like it since you liked um, um, Banshees of Inisherin so much, just because like, it's not the I same style, but there it's the sim- oh. it's similar in terms of being a strong, uh, strong, you know, ensemble piece that that uh, is from over the pond. I truly think it's you- the kind of show that like a lot of people probably have the image in their head of like, oh, I'm not going to like that show. It looks boring. Yeah, Give it exactly. It, yep. suck you right it will suck you right in. Yep. All right. I um, I honestly, everyone talks about it amongst my friends too. Um. I, it, I'll be honest, it does look boring. A bunch of old old English people that doesn't have dragons or, or uh, <laughs> knights in it. Uh, I'm like, uh, I don't know, but uh, I definitely will add it to my list because of this. No part. dragons, no knights, no drug <laughs> dealing. What am I supposed to do with this show? <laughs> no money laundering. Uh, yeah. I will definitely uh, uh, add it to my list. Okay, let's keep it moving. Number three for James. My number three is HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, okay. Not on my list. DJ, not, not on yours? Not on my list. Take it what away, James. Going sell, <laughs> sell us on it. Well, we talked Don't about- worry, Before talk- you go on, just know my top three, I'm pretty sure are not going to be on either of your lists. <laughs> Emily and um, Paris, definitely on there. <laughs> uh, we talked about it in Entourage. I feel like it's kind of, uh, a Curb kind of visits some of the same- storytelling techniques this this is about actual larry david who has created seinfeld and how rich he is and doing rich things but it's not all glamorous he finds the things that tick him off um 
that uh, that anyone can relate to. That even though he's this high powered uh, uh, comedic genius, that the smallest thing can set him off and ruin his day, and it makes it so relatable. And I just think it's uh, uh, hilarious. Um, each show is is a standalone which i like like you you don't have to see previous episodes to enjoy the the current episode um this is this is i'll say this each show it's it's about an hour long it it has the perfect setup for um the story and <clears throat> with with uh themes that will be visited at the end of the story the story continues and at the end of the show is this huge punchline that just wraps it all perfectly, like masterfully done, honestly, that I, 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 I just feel so um, elated and, and, and um, fulfilled after every episode. Like that is so genius. Um, I like the fact that they bring in actual celebrities to play themselves. Um, kind of like we, what we talked about in Entourage, but even though they're, and I feel like there's more at stake than entourage but even though it's the tiniest thing and i just think it's so relatable um um to anyone and hilarious I any have, thoughts i have watched a bit of it it is a great show it is a great show i have okay. watched i i think i've seen all these seasons up until they made they like took a gap and then they like made what like one or two new seasons right well, they take he takes two years. It's twenty seasons long or ten seasons long over twenty years. He takes two years to make a whole season. So I guess I didn't realize that. Maybe I've only seen them like four or maybe five seasons. But yeah, the show is hilarious. And what I love about the show is they don't write scripts. They'll say like yes. situation. Every everything is improv, and it's I mean it's you know it's one thing to just watch it and know it's funny, but it's another thing to know like they're coming up with this on the spot it's i mean they're so funny uh i particularly especially because you know i'm a musical theater person i particularly love the episode and i'm pretty sure it's like a season finale where uh larry ends up having to take over the role of max bialystok in the producers yeah. david schwimmer as his leo bloom and i was like i want to see this production <laughs> um, i mean it was like i was like this this should really happen they should really do this yeah this show is hilarious the show is so funny um yeah nothing else to say thank you for 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 validating my my choice there we can move on to your number three all right, my number three, uh, I have a feeling it's not a show that'll be on either of your lists. Perhaps neither of you have even seen this show. It is a show called Dead Like Me. Nope, I don't I don't even know if I've heard of it. Maybe I have. Uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix. I think it's maybe on Amazon Prime now. Oh, that's Dead To Me. I'm pretty sure, yeah, Dead, dead To Me, which is also a good show. Um, not on my list, but good. Um, no, Dead Like Me is a show, I'm pretty sure it was on Showtime originally. It was only two seasons long. Um, the, the most famous actor in it was Mandy Patinkin. Um, it is, I mean, for a while, I considered it my favorite show. Um, mostly when I was younger, but like, it's a very adult show. So it's funny that I was watching it as a kid. Um, it's, so it, it uh, centers on this character she her name is georgia she goes by george 
and she's kind she's like this girl who's like just like i don't think she graduated college maybe she dropped out she doesn't really know what she wants to do with her life she's you know she's kind of like lost and her mother basically forced her to get this temp job at this company uh where you know like the woman who's like teaching her job is like you know that like uh that type of person who's like everything is great oh like let me show you oh i have this mug here that says have a good day on it you know and um and so like she's like there and she's like a very pessimistic kind of character and on her lunch break that day from that job she um there's like a there's like a a random space station that exploded and a toilet seat flies like you know is like coming at earth and this is like the first shot of this of the whole show but at this moment in the, in the episode it flies and it hits her and it kills her and she dies and basically what ends up happening is that um her soul is taken by a grim reaper who is like a person who looks just like you and me but basically they're like oh yeah our job is to lead you into the afterlife and then she finds out that she's actually been chosen that she was the grim reaper who took her soul's last soul and so now she becomes a grim reaper and she has to like join these other grim reapers played like it's mandy patinkin it's callum blue who if you've ever seen um the princess diaries 2 he's the guy that anne hathaway's character is supposed to marry just weird fact because like whenever i watch anne hathaway or whenever i watch princess diaries 2 i'm like that's the guy from dead like me um the show is incredible uh it's it's like a meditation on like what life means it's a meditation on like how precious life is um you know what the length someone would go to to like revisit their life even if they didn't feel like their life was going the way they wanted and how all of a sudden they realize like you know how much life means to them um it 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 also starred jasmine guy who i believe was on like a different world um anyways they're so basically like in the show like grim reapers are assigned to like a subsection of like types of deaths so theirs are like accidents or like you know crazy situations so like every death in the show is like always super super crazy and like it's her job to like go and they always come on like post-its it's such a cool show. It's very kind of lesser known. Go and watch it. It's so, so good. The acting is also phenomenal. And they also made a movie after the first two seasons because um, the show was canceled. I don't think it really technically ended, even though they kind of wrapped it up at the end of the second season. The movie's not great and they like had to recast some people, but it's still fine. But the two seasons are perfect. They're so good. Okay. Will do. Have you guys never even heard of this show? No, I don't think so. Oh my god, no. it is so so good. I mean, even so, just this perfectly encapsulates like the the kind of the the vibe of the show. The poster for the first season is just a grim reaper holding its scythe, blowing a bubble gum. Yeah, <laughs> like a bubble. Cool. So yeah, so that's my number. That's my number three. Can take we take a drink? Oh, let's pause again. Okay, let's take a drink. Well, no, we'll pause. We'll come back to a drink. Okay, yeah, let's let's pause again. I have okay. to pee again. Okay. <laughs> okay, we are back. Celebrating the end of round round three. End of round three. We're getting into the heavy hitters now. Yeah, we're going into the top two. 
Mm. I would I would say top three are all heavy hitters. Like yeah, top I, three, top yeah, three are all. Is one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, it's one that you could say um, it's one of your top three favorite shows of all time. I would. I would <laughs> I actually, when I made this list, I was expecting it to be number two, and it was not number two. It was mm. my number. Two. I'm I'm waiting for you to say Emily in Paris. I know it's coming. <laughs> not till we get to number one. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so we're back on DJ for number two. So let's, All let's right, see what you got, two. DJ. Another show I'm pretty sure neither of you will have on your list, nor have you watched, though I'm pretty sure, John, I've told you to watch the show a number of times. Dark. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. You have seen it. The, yeah, because yeah, you've told me to you have told me to watch it a number of times, and I did. <laughs> so Dark is, I mean, it's my number two show. It's one of the, in my opinion, it's one of the best TV series to ever be created. It's German. It's a German show. It's a German Netflix show. It's Netflix's first German show. And it is quite literally the perfectly crafted show. Uh, it is sci-fi. It is eerie. A lot of people, I think, thought when it came out that it was like the German Stranger Things, but it is not. Uh, it The reason that people would probably think that is because the first episode is very similar to the first episode of Stranger Things in, in that it takes place in kind of a small town in Germany. You meet a couple different families and right away a kid goes missing. That's what happens at the end of the first episode. But oh, from <laughs> but from there it goes in such a different direction and what ensues is is like a mind-bending brain puzzle mm. and it is three seasons of perfectly crafted story that i i've just i've never seen anything so well written so well done I remember watching it with a friend after I've, I've rewatched this. I've well, I've rewatched the first season probably four times. I'm in the middle of my like third rewatch of the second season. And I've un unfortunately only seen the third and final season uh, once so far. But um, I remember rewatching the first two seasons with a friend of mine and he would literally make charts and graphs to keep up with what's happening because it's that kind of show where you're just like wait what what is happening like there's you know there's there's characters and there's multiple versions of a character and also just to mention the casting on the show is out of this world because they have to get characters at different ages and the way that they have matched up these different actors to play the same character at different ages is you would think some of these people are just playing themselves older with old makeup and they're not. No one is playing the same character at different ages. It is, it is, it is the, I, it is the number one show that I would tell people like, you do not know the show and you need to know this show. John will tell you, I, how many times I've like screamed at you, watch this show. It is, I mean, it is not my number one show in this sense, but it is one of the best shows I have ever seen in my entire life. It is perfect. It is so unbelievably well done. It's mind blowing. It's so good. Dark. Okay. What are your thoughts on it, John? I I didn't have the same reaction when I watched it. <laughs> uh, but 
I feel like anything I say will be a spoiler and DJ didn't really spoil anything. So I'll leave my criticisms to myself and <laughs> people can check it out. And maybe what, they you didn't will... like the acting. Uh, no, not the acting. Oh, the story. Yeah, top notch. Uh, the story. Okay. Okay. But maybe other people will love it. So I won't spoil it since DJ didn't spoil it. For sure. Um, It'd be a shame to spoil this one. I, I, I'm intrigued. Okay, well, enjoy. <laughs> we go to my number two. It's like a rabbit hole that you will fall down. Sorry, okay. like the show is very much a rabbit hole that you just keep falling down. And you're like, what? You know? Yeah, kind of like Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> if Stranger Things was better than it is. I don't know. I love Stranger <laughs> Things. It's not a thing. Um. Okay, James, number two. Oh. All right, the last five I could have sworn was going to be on at least John's list, and they haven't, but I would be really surprised if this isn't. My number two is The Office. Boom. That is my number two as well. Well, let's talk about it. Here we Um, go. Let's tag team this sucker. (laughs) Uh, DJ, is it on yours? It is not on my list. I do like it, but it's, it's, it's not one of my, like, big shows. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Um, I think this show is amazing. Um, it, and honestly, it's pretty, I think it's pretty revolutionary. Um, it's, I remember watching the first season and, uh, and being like, wow, there's no laugh track and it's on location in a mockumentary style. It's like, I think we, and they're, the joke isn't like set up, set up punchline like Friends is, um, or a lot, basically any sitcom from um, <clears throat> early 2000s and, and late 90s. Um, they are like sitting in the awkwardness of what was just said, and mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable and it's hilarious. Um, and and I don't know if you knew this, but it was going to get canceled after season two, but they had this like internet following and that's what kind of kept them going. Um, it's, I I mean, there's not much more to say about it. I mean, I think this is just one of the most popular shows of all time. Um, just super funny, great characters. Um, amazing, amazing show. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to, to John's way. Yeah, one thing I'll say is season one is not my favorite because what they did was they took the British version, Mm -hmm. uh, which the U.S. version is based on, and they basically they basically just took those scripts. It seems like they took those scripts and just modified them. And so the humor of the show does not work until you get to season two where they just like went off and did their own thing. And uh, so when I, wa- I watch this show more than any other show I've re- I, I, I'm sure it would be like DJ doing friends trivia. I could do office trivia and I would be very confident because I've watched it so many times when I watch it personally. Now I basically start with season two and I watch it until Michael until Steve Carell leaves the show because after that like that was the biggest mistake in <laughs> television history was letting him go um because it was and, his choice yeah it's a it's a no the story is a little more complicated than that because he it, there's different sides of the story um basically what I've heard is that the subject of his contract renewal 
never really came up and uh until someone asked him about it on a talk show and then he just kind of casually this is what i've read he casually said oh you know well my 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 contract's up and in a year and you know i guess we'll see and maybe that's it or i don't i don't even know what he said i heard they didn't even offer him anything and there are mixed reasons why like apparent like there are rumors that the head of NBC or the person in charge of that show changed around that time. And the new person thought Michael Scott and Steve Carell was overrated and they didn't think they were that big of a deal on the show. And so apparently there was just like this bad communication where it was like, Oh, he wants, Oh, he doesn't care. He wants to walk. Well, we're not going to chase after him. Mm -hmm. He's not that big of a deal. And so what? that's that's what i read that's what i read and so he it was sort of like and and then on the flip side it sounds like he felt maybe a little disrespected that they weren't chasing after him so he didn't try either so it was almost like a standoff where both side both sides were waiting for the other one to be like oh i really want to be i want you or i want this to yeah, keep going yeah. and um it sounds like just such a stupid thing because mm-hmm. he was, he's my favorite character in history of anything. So funny. So great. Um, the humor is amazing. The way that they bring up things that, you know, especially today people would be afraid to bring up in a show. And what's great about the show is You know, you always see these articles about how the show would get canceled today because of their humor. That is such bullshit, because if you go on any TV right now, there is going to be one of two channels that is just going to be playing The Office all day long. You think it would get canceled if it was on TV today? It is on TV today, every day of the week for like 12 to 24 hours a day. And um, yeah, I mean we don't really need to talk about the show because every, <laughs> everyone has seen it, you know, the the actors do a podcast on it regularly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I just think it's so damn good. And Michael Scott is my favorite character of all time. Uh, I also agree. I could crush any office trivia. We should join up uh, yeah. and, and, and take New York down. Um or Vacaville. I I always start at season three when they kind of did some actual character changes, mm-hmm. um, and I go until the uh, after one season after Michael leaves. I think it was given the fact that Michael Scott was gone. I thought it, it was genius to go the opposite way and not try to have someone out Michael Scott, Michael Scott, but go yeah. the complete opposite way. I thought. Um, Robert California was just the did an, an incredible job. I think he's so funny. The rewatch on him and just the reactions from other characters are hilarious. That's another thing I liked about it. A, a lot of the punchlines, quote unquote, um, are just shots of people's reaction. Um, there's this one scene that that sticks out when someone uh, they do some kind of. Uh, giveaway and 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 one of them is like ah the selected works of, of this so-and-so author and they do a shot to ryan who just like <laughs> he's like acting all pretentious um the way he does but yeah we we we've 
could talk about it ad nauseum. DJ, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I I do really like The Office. I I don't know that I ever watched like the last season. I don't I don't well, know. The last season's terrible. Finale. But what here's what I will say. I remember when streaming first became a thing. And I was like home from college on a break at my parents' house. And they were like, oh yeah, you can watch Netflix like on demand now. I was like, what do you mean? Like they'll deliver the DVD that day. And they were like, no, like you press play on your TV. Plays on your TV. The first thing I watched was The Office. Hmm. Like, uh, you know, like I'll never forget that. That The Office was like the first thing that I ever streamed. Uh, and I, you know, I don't know that that speaks to like the show, but like it just, that's like like what i will always remember it for and yeah i mean think about it how influential the show is like how many shows have come since the office that have used its you know its kind of trope of like the the faux documentary which granted i mean i guess christopher guest films were doing it first but still it was revolutionary and then like parks and recreation did it and then i think i think brooklyn 99 does it i don't know i don't watch that modern family too modern family abbott elementary i mean like all these great shows that have come after it that would not have happened if not for the office mm-hmm. so yeah agreed well said. shall we move on to number one our well, number one take a sip so number one is the DJ. show dj shot dj's no it's just well, no it's yours it's yours my bad my bad my number one is the show that got me to the core more than any show ever. And it is also, uh, even though I don't watch it as much as what the show we just talked about, it's because it was a shorter run. So there's less to watch of, but I have to give respect to where it all started. The British version of the office. Ah, really okay it is a show that got me to the core you james was talking about the dry humor and the awkwardness and like sitting in that awkwardness times that by five and then you have the british version and the thing the thing i'll say is that the u.s version is sort of a parody of the office place where the british version feels like it could actually happen it's like right on that edge. And apparently when it first came out, because it was such a different format, they did actually get like hate mail or hate comments online about like, this is so stupid. Why would they make a documentary about this office? This guy's an <laughs> idiot. Um, and it's only it's only 12 episodes plus a Christmas special. Um, but like... I mean, there's no, yeah, it's dry humor and David Brent, who uh, is the character that inspired Michael Scott is a different character and might, you know, it's just the fact number of episodes. I say Michael Scott's my favorite character of all time, but uh, David Brent, who's played by Ricker Gervais is phenomenal. And I will also say that you would be astonished at some of the dramatic moments that happen in that show. And I've seen this from Ricky Gervais on more than one occasion. He, you think of him as a comedian and this ridiculous actor. He is a phenomenal actor and he, 
like I feel like I'm just spoiling it, but I'll say it. But he has he's made me laugh so hard, but he does have a moment in the British version of The Office that is so genuinely gut-wrenching and so unexpected. It's as phenomenal a moment as I've seen from any Oscar-winning actor. And and like I said, it's the show that inspired the show that I've watched more than anything else. And... um, uh, and I, I was torn between where I placed it, which which version was going to be one, which was going to be two, and you know, I had to do this one because uh, just quality over quantity. <laughs> that's Good that's my account- number one. Have you Good guys for watched a Countdown it? too? Yeah, um, I have seen it, um, and obviously I saw it after seeing the American version, literally maybe a thousand times. Yeah. So I couldn't really, I would, could only compare it to what I thought what considered the original. It is super dry and very documentary-like uh, and very uncomfortable. I think Michael Scott's character had a little, but I haven't seen the scene that you're talking about. I thought Michael Scott's kind of heart and genuity kind of uh, uh, shined a little bit harder. Ricky Gervais's character seemed a little bit just like I'm going to be outrageous just just to be outrageous uh, sake, which I'm not saying is better or worse. It just didn't really speak to me. I also like the diversity of uh, the American version. I'll be honest, it was a little hard to tell all, all the British people apart. Um, I'll have the same accent. They all they all look British the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, so did you watch the whole thing then? If you don't know what moment I'm talking about? No, I have not seen the whole thing. Oh, okay. So I will, I'll add it to my list. Um, But I do agree that Ricky Gervais is an incredible actor. He has a show on Netflix right now where, have you guys, do you guys know it? Um, Afterlife? I know. It's Afterlife, Afterlife. And it's really, really good. And and I'll be honest, I did not used to be a Ricky Gervais fan, but the more and more I watch it, the more he just shines the absurdity of life and, comedy and you know there's this this clip of him at the oscars where he's just like don't come up here and and talk about you know your political views even because you came in here on your private jet uh, wasting all that gas i think i think he's so high and above like comedic genius uh of of the world but um yes i agree with what you say about uh, to go off of what you're just talking about. So it was the golden globes and he hosted five times and he always does that stuff. And I, it's my, I've been rewatching. I rewatch those speeches all the time because he's so funny. And when he first did those hosting, uh, when he first was host, like, I remember it was just like, Oh, he's so mean. He's so mean. Now you go back and you watch it. And he's, he's, he's putting it in their faces about working with Harvey Weinstein about being friends with Jeffrey Epstein, about Mm -hmm. the Me Too movement, how they're being hunted down. He, and yeah, it's millionaires giving millionaires trophies, you know? And he does like to point at the absurdity of life. And when it comes to those those hosting jobs, like he was not afraid to rub it in their faces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. DJ, have you seen the British version of The Office? 
I've seen like clips of the first episode maybe I've not really gotten into it I you know I am a fan of wow his name is escaping me right now but Martin the, uh what's his name no Martin is wait yeah Martin the actor what's his name you are you talking about the guy who plays Tim the guy I don't know the guy who was in the Hobbit Hobbit yeah that's who he is yeah. um I you know I'm a I'm a fan of his but no I've not really seen um, really his it. name is uh, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the show that launched him. Like a couple yeah, of yeah, them. No, I know that. Yeah, yeah. And then also uh, the guy who plays Gareth Keenan, who is the, you know, later that inspired the role of Dwight, uh, Mackenzie Crook. He like right after that, he was in um, at least one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He was like uh, like oh, a yeah, feature, featured role quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah um i'm trying to i'm looking through the cast list real quick i'm not sure if anyone else really took off over here but it's i mean yeah ricky gervais obviously took off um okay well yeah so i i guess if we're all gonna make recommendations number one would be watch the entire series of the uk office because it's six or yeah, it's two seasons. Each season is six episodes, and then they have a Christmas special at the end. And I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, James, number one for you. It was on your uh, list as your number eight. And my number one is Seinfeld. Um, this. So I saw. I talked about Friends, and it kind of made me realize that adults could be silly and funny. Uh, Seinfeld completely hammered it home. Like. Adult uh, adults can literally act like children over s the smallest things, and it can be hilarious. And you're allowed to be hilarious. Um, like the curb, it it has kind of the same uh, um feel to it. Um, where obviously Jerry is the the star of the show, but the the fact that he can just find the faults or or get upset over the smallest tiniest things in life that is that are all very relatable, uh, make it just so funny to me um ensemble but i'll say the mvp has to be uh um jason alexander jason alexander's george costanza just the the commitment to <laughs> over the top reactions uh, uh to the small things to the unfairness of life to <laughs> troubles with love uh um just make it so funny to me Again, like Curb, uh, they're standalones. There's a kind of a running story, but you could watch every episode once without having needing to see the previous episodes. Um, again, they 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 plant a little. Uh, I think it's a MacGuffin um, in the in the in the first couple scenes that hammers home the the punchline at the end. And again, it's just like at the end, it's just a perfect nail on the head. Uh, tie a bow on it that there's your episode perfectly uh scripted and, and constructed can't say more about it i i this is my comfort show i fall asleep to it i have it on in the background i uh, uh all the time it's on netflix uh it took the place of the office when office went off netflix i love it it is what i consider a perfect show yeah i i, I second a lot of that um it's I love it for the same reasons I love friends. Um, it, it might be, 
I think it's probably a, there's many things it does better than friends. It, I think the humor is like more clever. I mean, it's, you know, it's the same writer as Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, although Jerry Seinfeld also, I'm sure right. had a big hand in the writing. Um, I think, yeah, I used it's to read friends. The- it's friends without heart. I, I, I would say. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit less, um, Oh, those feel good moments. It just kind of mm-hmm. stays on the humor yeah. a bit more. Um, I guess it's hard for me to rank it. I ranked it lower just because I don't watch it as much anymore, but it, I hold it in very high regard. DJ. I have never really watched Seinfeld. Well, right, I'm going to go blow my head off right yeah, now. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I do love Julia Louis Dreyfus. She's incredible in that show. She's so I've funny. Seen every episode of Veep and a lot of the new adventures of Old Christine, and so like, she also got an I, Emmy for this for this uh, series. Yeah, like I, you know, I, I, I feel like I would enjoy it if I watched it. I just haven't watched it. I'll I'll be honest. The first couple seasons are a little rougher to to hook you in, but if you can make it through. And rewatch those first episodes, seasons. Uh, it, you'll you'll appreciate the humor a little bit more because it is hard to watch because it doesn't look cool. It's it's like late eighties, yeah, um, fashion and uh, a quality. Um, so it's mostly I in one apartment. Get, yeah, a lot of people do not want to get into this show, so I don't even. I, I I'm totally kidding about uh, uh, shooting myself here. <laughs> <laughs> But we can move on to uh, the, although I do want to go over um, uh, honorable mentions after your number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Okay. Okay. All right, the grand finale, have, DJ's number one. Uh, my number one, yeah, you know, we had you, John, with the UK, The Office, and James had Seinfeld. I feel like mine falls right into the same category. It's six feet under. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is, it could not be more different than, than six, <laughs> um, six feet under is from the moment that I watched the show. I just was like, this is, I will never see a better show than the show in my whole life. Uh, it is my favorite show of all time. It is one of the best acted shows I have ever seen. It is one of the shows. It is, it is a show with some of the best writing I've ever seen. Uh, it, it is so true to life while also being not afraid to go to completely ridiculous places. Uh, it's it's a show that shouldn't work, and yet it does. Um, it also really kind of, along with The Sopranos, really kind of started the trend of prestige television on HBO. Um, it's my favorite show of all time. It is, for those of you who don't know, Six Feet Under is about the Fisher family who live in and run a funeral home in Los Angeles. And right in the first episode, the matriarch of the family gets hit by a bus and dies. And it throws the whole family, you know, into turmoil. And, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's just like a who's who of such incredible actors. Francis Conroy... 
plays his wife and the mother of the family. The three children are played by Peter Prouza, um, Lauren Ambrose, and wow, I'm forgetting his name right now. He's the actor who played Dexter. Um, oh, shit. Oh my, I can't What's believe his name? I, I like should know his name. Uh, Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Hall, yeah. And this was his first foray into TV because he'd only been a Broadway actor before that. Um, I mean, I I don't have enough incredible things to say about this show. This show, I would say, like, changed my life. Like, I mean, this this show is, it has so much to say about, like, what the meaning of life is and how to deal with grief and how to deal deal with anything that you're going through. Like every episode starts with someone dying and usually it's like a random character, but then, you know, that'll kind of inform what the episode is going to be about. But having said that, the show is so true to life and that there's not like storylines that they introduce just to have something happen in the show. You're watching the natural progression of people's lives. And I mean, I just... I've never seen a show like it. Um, I have watched this show all the way through a number of times. I will continue to rewatch the show for the rest of my life. Not to mention this show, and this is not just my opinion. This is the opinion of many. This show has the greatest series finale of any show that has ever existed. Um, it is the best show ever made. Don't okay. spoil that ending because I, I want to watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> I have not seen it. I feel like we all need to watch each other's shows. Our top number one. Our, our number one. Neither of you yeah. have ever yeah. seen Six Feet Under? I've never seen it. So don't say anything more about it. But you've brought oh. it. I've, you've said it to me in the past that you love it. So I'll, I, I'll, I'll check it out. And it's on HBO. So I can watch it. Yeah. It's five seasons long. It is perfect. It, it does not have any moments where it slumps. There are some moments that are better than others, but overall, I mean, it is, it is perfect. Okay. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it is, I don't, I cannot possibly foresee any show ever taking the number one spot away from me personally. Okay. Great. I Let's will watch it. I will watch it too. Let's jump into some honorable mentions, shall Hold we? Hold on, can I can I say a quick question? Whoa, okay. Cheers, 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 cheers. I'm out, just about. All right, I have one drop. There we go. John, just because, seriously, just because I know you a, a, a lot more than than DJ. DJ, I hope to get to know you more, especially with more Napa trips. Um, I'm surprised the following four weren't on your top ten that weren't even mentioned by anyone. Did you not have Peaky Blinders? No. Mad Men. Honorable mention. Cheers. No. And The Wire. No. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah. Maybe cause... I don't know John that well after all. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. The like The Wire. I know people love, and I just never watched it. Cheers. You know that. To be fair with Cheers, that's an old show. So like. That was in rerun mode when I was a kid. So I yeah. just never really like those shows like Seinfeld, Friends, and Frasier. Uh, those are the, I watched those because my parents watched them. Yeah, same here. Um, and and but I think I'm also a big fan of Frasier. Yeah, Frasier's not so let's go into wait, DJ had something you wanted to say before we go into honorable mentions. 
or was I don't it know just what the... it was, but now I'm just gonna say, can I pee one more time before? We oh my <laughs> gosh! Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, we're back. Also, DJ's just, ready. Just to say one more time, please, like, please watch what I like. <laughs> <laughs> please watch Six Feet Under. I, 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 I. If you've not seen it, that's the only reason that it's not on your top 10 list. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I've written on my notes here, watch Six Feet Under. So I will watch it. And you need to watch, first watch The Office because it's shorter, and then watch Seinfeld. Yeah, I, I yes, yes. Um. Okay, <laughs> okay. So we're going to, so while DJ was busy, we we're just saying, James was saying how, surprised that the differences in some of these lists but i you know i feel like james's list is probably most in tune with what you would see for like rolling stone magazine or something because like you have break like breaking bad yeah, james, and like, james is not very highbrow is it no it's no you no no because i feel like you have the most like popular. you're in tune We're with what the people are watching, but not even yeah. just like the average person. But I'm saying also like journalists and like the people who are in the industry. Like, mm. uh, uh, like if I was to see a list of of the top ten shows, I would assume you would have the most that are on that list. Well, um, I should go first then for for uh, honorable mention honorable mentions because yeah. I I have a category of gone too soon. Like if these these shows went on a few episodes longer. Or a few seasons longer, they'd probably be in my top ten. Okay, unless you guys have anything else you want to add, uh, let's do it. And I've gone to, you go and I'm not, first. and I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna read these off. I'm not gonna go uh, too far into them. My gone too soon honorable mentions: Marco Polo is a Netflix on for two seasons. Freaks and Geeks, uh, Louie, which is a Louis C.K. Um, show on HBO. Uh, I think, I, but then it got canceled. Master of None, which is Aziz Ansari on Netflix, also got canceled. <laughs> Friends from College, two seasons on Netflix. Um, ensemble um, just didn't didn't get too much uh, of, of uh, visibility. Uh, we Crashed, which is the uh, the recreation of We Work uh, with um, mm. Anne Hathaway. Uh, Mr. Robot um, was a good one. And then I have a, a guilty pleasures uh, honorable mention: Xena, Warrior Princess, <laughs> yeah. and Dragon Ball Z. Nice. And then I'll I'll end this with uh, honorable honorable mentions: Arrested Development, Silicon Valley, I Love Lucy, The Simpsons, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Faulty Towers, which is uh, um, from the seventies with uh, John Cleese, Entourage. We talked about Westworld. Boy Meets World, which we talked about, and Mr. Bean. Oh, Mr. Bean is solid. That is <laughs> solid. Um, I guess I'll go second. Uh, honorable mentions that were not... Okay, so we already said Breaking Bad. We talked about Severance, Game of Thrones, Ozark, Lost. Uh, other ones not really mentioned. Boardwalk Empire, Billions, Homeland, Mad Men, Frasier. Um Shit's Creek. That I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that didn't come up for DJ because I think that's very much your humor. <laughs> um and he it's a me. phenomenal show. Um, and then two shows that I don't think either of you know unless I told DJ about them. 
the Durls in Corfu, which I always recommend to people. If you like Downton Abbey, check out the Durls in Corfu. It's on Amazon Prime. It's very similar style of show, uh, but a little bit more lighthearted. And then another show I love, which none of you know, is a Danish. Is it? Dan- yeah, I always mix up Danish and Dutch. Uh, it's a Danish, the highest, <laughs> the most watched Danish TV show currently, um, Seaside Hotel, or as they call it, Bada Hotelet. Um, it's a show, I. it's uh, lighthearted, even more kind of farcical and lighthearted than Downton Abbey, but it's a show I love. Um, yeah, DJ, your honorable mentions. Oh, and I love Silicon Valley too, but uh, uh yeah my honorable mentions before i go i just want to say john i'm surprised you didn't put below deck anywhere on any of your lists. <laughs> yeah probably the yeah i watch a lot of below deck that's true <laughs> my, uh, my favorite reality tv show and all of it all five of its well four spinoffs because there's five versions of it out there so uh yeah so honorable mentions i'm like i wish that i could i mean i don't know we'll get into it i wish i could say a little bit about each one of these um but we are talking about game of thrones and lost um other honorable mentions are the leftovers um avatar the last airbender uh sex in the city um the oc um and then these last ones are special to me well okay this one we are who we are which is like an hbo show that like probably no one watched but was like really good uh that's that's one um the oa which is a really awesome two season netflix show that was so good um and then the last two are reality competition shows because i can't help myself um we have the mole which really kind of jump-started my whole love for reality competition shows you have a bunch of people, you know, doing um, challenges to put money in a pot, but one person's working against everyone else. You have to figure out who that person is, and then you can win it. And my last one is RuPaul's Drag Race because oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I love RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, it has to be an honorable mention. I don't know how you didn't have Big Brother as an honorable mention or even on your list because I feel like that is the show you are most obsessed with. So you talked about it a little bit. Yes. I mean, to be fair, I watch Below Deck all the time and I didn't have it in anywhere on there. No, but... no, but you're right. So here's what I will say about Big Brother. I do love Big Brother, but like I feel like Big Brother is a guilty pleasure more than anything else on my list. And I feel like I can link it in enough with Survivor mm-hmm. that I don't feel like it needs to have its own place on this list. I almost left off the mole for the same reason, but then I was like, no, the mole should be on my honorable mentions list. Um, but yeah, I do like Big Brother. I do watch every episode. I'm actually currently um, going through and watching all the Canadian seasons because there's not enough content for me. Yeah, yeah it's funny because when you mentioned The Leftovers, I remember when we would watch that at the same time. And yeah, like I ended up watching the whole thing. But as the show went on, like I harder, remember harder to watch. I got increasingly frustrated with it. Uh, but I was already committed. So I I remember we would debate like after every episode, you would tell me about how it was the most phenomenal thing ever. And I would be like, no, this is f- like, what the fuck is going on? This is fucking bullshit, dude. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. And, and, and you'd be like, 
you got to keep watching. And I'm like, well, I'm committed now. I got to see how the whole fucking thing ends. But it was kind of like us with dark where like, I got to season two and I started talking a little bit of trash about it. And you're like, no, it's the best thing ever. How could you? <laughs> and uh, I don't think I ever watched season three of dark, to be honest. And you don't get to no. Uh, then I don't get to what? No. Okay. I could start talking about the plot points that weirded me out, but I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. So I'm just, I, I'll say it off air, but I've said it to you before. I've said it to you before. I'm like, really? This happens. And you're like, Oh, whatever. <laughs> and James doesn't know what we're talking about, but I'll say it when we're not recording this. But I, I'm committed to watching Six Feet Under because that was your number one. Yes, my number. Well, yeah. Do you, do you want to each read off our top ten without saying anything else for yeah, the for, for the Instagram post? Sure. I'll start. Okay. My number ten, starting with ten: Lost, Friends, Scrubs, Game of Thrones, Ozark. Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Office, the American version, and finally, Seinfeld. DJ, take it away. Your top 10. All right, from 10 to 1, Severance, Survivor, Orphan Black, Boy Meets World, Downton Abbey, Succession, Friends, Dead Like Me, Dark, and the show everyone should watch, Six Feet Under. And my top 10, Succession, Family Guy, Seinfeld, The Sopranos, Friends, The West Wing, Entourage, Downton Abbey, The Office, American version, and my number one, the British version of The Office. Pretty good episode. Oh, this episode, oh. this podcast that we did. We, did this, this, we, we nailed it. I also noticed that I'm the only one who picked a animated show. Well, we're adults, so I was I when I first made my list, Avatar the Last Airbender was on my, my list. Yeah. But I ended up swapping it out. But I I do feel like it's it's worthy. I could have had The Simpsons as my number 10, but I never rewatch it. And the yeah. the, the new seasons are just un, unwatchable. I'm the only person who had a uh, reality show on my top 10. That's true. I was thinking about that. Um, I, didn't, I was. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I, I had thought about that. Like, I was going to go my yeah. guilty pleasures like below deck, but I just was like, nah, I consider that something different for me. I went personally. I went all fiction, but I could have also went uh, for, for honorable mention Saturday Night Live, Late Night with Conan O'Brien and uh, The Price is Right. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Game shows. Yeah, that's. Not a bad point. I grew up watching The Price is Right. That was huge. Oh, I did want to ask, um, what are some shows that you guys feel like, like shows that you haven't seen that you're like, I'm pretty sure if I watch that show, it could potentially make this list. Because I know I have some that I'm like, I don't know because I haven't watched it, but based on what others have said about it, would make this list. I'll let one of you go first. Mine would be definitely be the wire. It's a gritty crime, uh, makes you feel awful about yourself kind of stuff. Yeah, I would have to say, well, it sounds like six feet under. Um, <laughs> I would also probably say the wire. Um, also, uh, better call Saul. Cause I know it's great. I just haven't finished it. Um, but that's a good question. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Cause there's so many, Oh, um, you know, Ted Lasso, I hear that it is I, it's amazing. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Everyone says it it is just as good as everyone talks about. 
Um, I feel like there's another show on TV right now that people go nuts for, and I can't remember what it is. Um, it's it's not Veep, but it's something like that. Um, I don't know. How about you, DJ? Uh, I have so many of The Sopranos. Um, Mad Men. Um, yeah, those are like two of the biggest ones. The West Wing. Like those are like shows that I'm like, I feel like I'd be obsessed if I watched them. I just haven't actually gotten the the chance yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I've heard The Wire is supposed to be incredible. Uh, yeah, those are some of those are some of mine. Great. We all certainly have added to our watch list. Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh. Yeah. Also, an honorable mention of a show that I'm currently watching, and, and the second season apparently is dropping on the 24th. I just want to mention it because I'm currently watching it, the first season of it. I'm almost done with it, and it's really good. Yellow Jackets. Never heard of it. It's an, it's a Showtime show. It's with um, Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis and Melanie Linsky. It's about um this t- this high school soccer team this high school uh girls soccer team in the 90s who um on the like they're like a exceptionally talented high school soccer team like they're like state champions and they like take you know they're on this plane to go to nationals and their plane um goes down in the middle of like the canadian jungle and they end up like you find like you know you don't really know what happened to them because the it like jumps from like what happens to them while they're like stranded there. And then it jumps to like, their like adult lives. And like, it just kind of like progresses both of them at the same time. And it's very compelling. It was nominated for a number of Emmys and I totally see why it's very intriguing. Um, I'm, you know, I'm like, I think I'm on like episode like seven or eight of the first season of like 10 episodes and I'm loving it. And the second season drops on the 24th on Showtime. Um, another show, this is just random and it's kind of silly, but a show that was a big deal in the sci-fi community, uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> that was like, a, I mean, it's like, I don't huge know. If that's, it was a huge deal. It's like, I don't know if it was good enough quality to count, but it kind of does count because it was just such a big deal. Another show it? I was just looking at, I was just pulling up real quick, a list of like the greatest shows of all time. And I saw, you know, SNL, which, you know, is a different form of show. James yeah, that was, I just said it. Oh, you said it. Oh, sorry. I was, I heard, is that when you said uh, Price is Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, a Saturday yeah. Night Live. Oh, okay. I I guess I was. My bad. <laughs> Not Friday Night Lights. <laughs> um, that's on this list. I'm just I'm looking through their list real quick. Um, yeah, there's so many like, here. Like guilty pleasure shows that you would want to mention. I know I have a few. I mentioned Xena and Dragon Ball Z. Um, my guilty pleasure shows. So it would be below deck is uh, the all and all of its spinoffs a hundred percent. And then second to that, <laughs> I don't know how revealing I want to get with this. <laughs> well, now you have to. You this. have to now, yeah. Um, I love all basically any reality show about luxury real estate. So like selling sunset. Or million dollar million dollar listing, 
Um, I love selling sunset so much. I mean, it's so stupid, but <laughs> it's so I, stupid. But you can't tell me the second that comes out, you're not watching it all the first. If it day. came out right now, I would end the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's silly. It's but I, I guess know, it's I kind of that on. It's the entourage it. thing, it, and it's like what James was saying, like. People like watching rich people do rich things. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, it would be, um, there. it was a sitcom called Younger uh, with Sutton yeah. Foster and Hilary Duff. Um, it would be Gilmore Girls. I mean, honestly, Gilmore Girls isn't really a guilty pleasure. It's just a great show. Um, it would be Big Brother it would I, I guess i don't know the drag race falls into that because like it's like i'm not guilty about loving it yeah. um i don't yeah i but definitely younger definitely um i actually have one i thought of i i really liked uh tyra banks america's next top model i've seen every season yeah, every i was like I could I I knew like oh wow that's a good I could tell start telling what that's a good shot is like oh yeah you, you gotta focus on your smiles or whatever is like uh, I was <laughs> like, like no you start being like I could do this for a living yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and I just loved how every uh, person who voted off or everyone who stayed she would say congratulations you're one step closer to becoming America's next top model. It was such a long time she said for like eight or nine people every single episode. I just love any show where it's like a group of people and then they whittle down and down. And yeah. Down. And there, but there's something even more special to me about it when it's of their own choosing, like Big Brother or Survivor. Like I just, I love it. I love I'll it. Share, I'll like, share, like, I'll share a very stuff. guilty pleasure that I know is true for DJ too, that I was joking about earlier on the show, Emily in Paris. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> like, because um, DJ and our, yeah. well, because I believe the show came out during COVID. So I watched everything on Netflix at that or whatever platform it's on. But then recently it was funny because DJ and I are going to Paris for fun. Mm. And then while we were planning it, like, the recent seasons came out and I remember the whole time it was so stupid because I would watch an episode and I'd be like, this is the worst show ever. This is awful. And then it would be like, but did you watch the next episode yet? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's just like, I'm sucked in. And I guess like, I know people make fun of that show because it's very much an Americanized version of like, you know, an American in Paris, you know, like what it would be like, um, not, not, uh, no connection to the that actual movie that the American in Paris, but like, I don't know, like I don't know why it does so well, but it does. Like people watch it. It's it's popcorn and bubble gum, and um, it's probably due to the it's uh it's probably a big reason is yeah, COVID couldn't go anywhere, and then also the fact that DJ and I are about to go there, and it's like getting ex you know it'll be both of our first times going there, so it's anyways. That's Can a huge guilty pleasure. I'm just curious. Have either of you watched the entire series of Sex and the City? No. Have not. I've, have I don't not even think I've seen a whole agree, episode. Like, even though you haven't seen it, you're like, that must be a very influential show. Like, it's that kind of... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it's, For sure. it's the, you know, Entourage is the male version of Sex and the City. It's it's uh, mentioned... I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> it's mentioned in so many of these things we've in the episodes of the th- of the shows we've watched. We right? yeah, yeah. Here. <laughs> it, and I would I would say like it is very good. I do think it's very geared towards women and I guess gay men. Um, but I think anyone would really honestly enjoy the show. It's sure. It's no even even my straight even straight friends of mine who watch it, they get sucked in and they're like, This is a great show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've watched a full episode, but I I remember seeing it many times like I don't know. Maybe it was in college, like if people had it on. Um, so I don't. If you love New York City, it's it's worth watching just because it's it's very New York City is a character in the show. It might be different now now that I li- I've lived in New York for a long time and like dating in New York and all that. I'm sure it's much more topical for me now than when it was, you know, in its heyday. Yeah, I mean, it's very much like, okay, these people are going to like the creme de la creme of like every club and restaurant, but still it's fun to like, be like, oh, wow, what that must be like, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we did it. We did it. We did it. I think it it was pretty good. Um, I'm exhausted personally. It's later here for me in New York than it is for you too. But I am I am you exhausted. Forced alcohol down your throat too. So. <laughs> I forced alcohol. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll just end it here. Thanks everyone for listening. Having said that, yeah. <laughs>